talk about anything else. We don't want to know. We're dedicated yes. to our favorite shows. Oh, my tickets. Everybody loves Hypnotoes. Scary dog. Dancing at Blind Ball. Futurama. Good evening. You are listening to a Rad Legend Broadcasting premiere podcast, TV Party Tonight. I'm your host, the mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Radledge. And tonight, our favorite show is Titans Season 3, brought to you by the good people at HBO Max. And I'm sure any number of Greg Berlanti's production companies and so on and so forth, DC Comics, I'm sure, is in there. Unfortunately, I have up the, the Titan Season 3 wiki, and it doesn't tell me any of that. So there. <laughs> you failed us once again, Wikipedia. Continuing our coverage of the Titan series, we have already reviewed Seasons 1 and 2. Jesse Starcher is back. How you doing, Jesse? Very good, sir. Very good, sir. I'm glad to uh, come back here and talk about a season of Titans that I think I can remember right now. Prior to this episode, prior to this show, I had the hardest time actually remembering season two of Titans. Like it completely, I didn't think I participated in the podcast. I didn't even think that happened until you sent me the link and I saw my name in the description. I was like, no, I mean, COVID completely wiped it from my brain. It's, it's so it's just funny. Gone. You were sending me messages like, did we review this? And I'm just like, fuck yes, dude. <laughs> I could not. Yeah, I promise you were there. The only one that I think we, because we've done a lot of the Marvel and pre Disney Plus Marvel. Since then, you've 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 not done as many, but um, pre Marvel, um, you know when when it was Marvel TV, right? And not not everything was part of Marvel Studios. Just right. some stuff was on TV and some stuff was movies. So the er so the era of and I don't remember the guy's name anymore, but the era. That, um, you know, this stuff was on Freeform and ABC and Hulu. We did all that. The mm -hmm. one that, and I thought we did Cloak and Dagger season one, but apparently we didn't. I just, I just watched that one, but um, mm -hmm. we definitely did season two. Mm -hmm. We did all three seasons of Runaway. Um, and then when DC Universe and now HBO Max started doing all these DC shows, I think we'd done them all. I think we, we did, I know we did Swamp Thing, and I'm pretty sure that was me and you. Yep. Yeah, I remember that episode. Or yeah, I remember recording that and watching it. So mm -hmm. we, we uh, definitely did Doom Patrol, and that we'll be doing um, in in the upcoming weeks when that wraps up. Um, and we did the for and that the aforementioned first two seasons of Titans. I think the only one, I think of the DC Universe shows, the only one you didn't do was the Harley Quinn animated show, and that was me and David. Yep, 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 yep. I wasn't in on that one. Right. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. I had to go back and listen to our season two coverage today, prior to going uh, into recording tonight, just so I could kind of get an idea i mean watching this season i was able to pick up some of the big things that mm -hmm. for some reason i just completely left my mind but uh anyway yeah we were just on the cusp of disney um disney plus launching and uh, mm -hmm. we were talking about that in the episode because i think that episode aired in september mm -hmm. i could be wrong but anyway it was 2020 um but anyway yeah uh so i you know hey it was like I was thrown into season three. I had no idea what was going on. I couldn't remember everything that was had happened in the previous season. But that's okay. I was yep. able to pick up, see what Jason Todd, that son of a bitch, was doing. <laughs> uh, I, let me ask you a question. Has there been 
any have have there been more ad- adaptations of any more stories than the following five? Okay. <laughs> yeah. The Dark Knight Returns, done to death. Yes or no? Yes okay. or no, Jesse? It's it's been there. I mean, we've seen that a couple times sure, okay. for sure. Death in the Family, which is uh, part in part what this season was inspired by. Yeah, I I, I mean, I can. This was definitely the first time I had seen it in live action. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty certain there's an animated, and I could be completely wrong, but I, well, I, I know that what's that? There is. Um, okay, but I but I feel like Death in the Family is what uh, de- they use part of Death in the Family in the Under the Red Hood animated movie, okay. and then for whatever right. reason they made they remade it like. They remade Under the Red Hood, but narrated by Batman and called it the Death in the Family animated film, which I had heard was like interactive. I don't know how you interact with this thing. I don't know if you're supposed to lay on it, if you're supposed to eat it. I I don't know what you're supposed to do with this movie, but I watched it. Do you call in to a number and decide if Jason Todd lives or dies? I feel like we established that already. Um, Uh Yeah. Anyway, so uh, The Dark Knight Returns, Death in the Family, The Killing Joke. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I know that that's, I mean, the probably the most popular Batman story. And yeah, we get that a lot in this season here. Um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, The long Halloween. Right. Uh, and again, that's, that's one, (laughs) it's one of the best Batman stories that's out there and it's been an animated form. No man's land. No Man's Land is one that you said, I think, Gotham touched on, which I didn't watch. So the whole season dedicated to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I said that uh, the killing joke was all over this se- season. That's not the uh, it's not the case. Barbara Gordon's in a wheelchair. That's about all there is. Yeah. She, ta- well, <laughs> but, she talks about the Joker shooting her. OK. All right. So I, I yeah. I mean, I listen, those five that you just rattled off, mm-hmm. those are some of the best Batman stories that are out there. So uh, I can't see why you would want to stay away from the material, but redoing it over and over and over again. Gets For the same reason, I don't want to talk about Marvel movies anymore. Like, uh, I, I'm just done. OK, is there finished. nothing else to talk about? Has Batman not done anything else with these five stories? Right, right. I, yeah. I think that uh, look. Let me say right off the bat, um, I think this is the best season of Titans yet. The show's still not great. It is very soapy. It's very Greg Berlanti. Outside of the salty language, this could have absolutely been on the CW right between Supergirl and The Flash and Arrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I was going to say, this is, I, I mean, I enjoyed myself with what we got here. Um, I can't say it's uh, better than season two because I can't remember season two. But uh, see, it <laughs> season <is>. one, okay. <laughs> uh, one of our biggest criticisms of season two was the fact that we wanted actually we wanted a little bit more than what mm-hmm. we got. Um, and in this one, it felt a little bit different. It felt more like we got a lot more space for a smaller amount of story that could have got wrapped yeah. up. But I mean, when you look at all the stuff that happened in this season, it's amazing that they decided to put that into 13 episodes, uh, let alone a death in the family happens in 15 minutes of yeah. I mean, practically the first 20 <laughs> minutes of the first episode. I was say, the, it's it, yeah. It's like, it's like we open and immediately Jason Todd is being beat to death with a crowbar. <laughs> it's like, pretty well, <laughs> so, well, all right then, uh, you know, a death in the family, it was one of the first Batman trade paperbacks that I ever picked up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can remember the front cover, 
and I'm sure there's different covers to different uh, trade paperbacks, but this one had, it was just completely black, said a, a death in the family up at the top, and Batman's just holding a beaten, bloody right. Jason Todd. I didn't know who Jason Todd was. I just knew it was Robin. Do you remember um, the artwork for that, where, where they weighed the, the way they drew his face, having him beaten by the Joker, looked like it was melting off? Right. Yeah, it, it was frightening. Um, mm -hmm. And for a kid, you know, when I picked this up, I was probably... Uh, I was probably 11 or 12 years old, maybe maybe a little bit older. Than My that, cousin but. Sebastian had to explain to me the whole Jason Todd thing because I always knew Robin as Dick Grayson. Now, it's mm -hmm. 2021, and there have been 172 Robins. Yeah, yeah. You can uh, lose and count. Um, you know, there there have been girl Robins, boy Robins, giraffe Robins. There have been robot Robins. The, the, the only thing there's been, been more of is Robins. <laughs> there's been rocking Robins. There's, <laughs> <laughs> there's been bar and girls name Robin. It's all the Robins. Um, there's a, Baskin the only, Robbins. <laughs> the only that's when Batman was fat. Um, <laughs> the only thing there's been more of is Superman's. Um, uh -huh. So anyway, uh, there's only been two other Batmans though. Isn't that funny? Like there was Azrael, Azrael, and, and then for a while Dick Grayson. All right, right, right. Yeah, but it's always yeah. it's always been Batman. I think I, I think right now aren't they? Isn't there like talk of replacing Batman in the comics with somebody else? Uh, there's. I, I can't tell you yes or no on that. I know that okay. uh, I I just saw something about Superman dying again. I saw that pop up today. Yeah. <laughs> cool. yeah. It, worked well, it worked well the first time. <laughs> and sure. 30 years later, they've forgotten already. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I, I don't know. There's there's always talk of, of trying to replace some legacy character mm -hmm. with somebody else and seeing how well they do. Um, yeah. You know, I, I remember Asriel as, you know, as Bats. And mm. uh, it was... You know, it was a neat time to see a, another person pick up the cowl. Um, yeah. But yeah, man. Characters are characters. I have the I have in paperback like the giant three volume Nightfall omnibus. Oh my gosh, that thing is fucking huge, dude. Yeah, that, I know it took it's me forever size. to finish reading that. Um, but Damn. it's good. Like I really enjoy, like especially the Azriel part of it. Um, yeah. You know, I've, everyone knows the initial breaking of the bat. But that's that's a, kind of like Death in the Family in Titans season three. It's like the first 15 minutes. Yeah. Like that all <laughs> happens right at the beginning. And the whole rest of volume one is Asriel, you know, Asriel's rise and fall as Batman. Um, and then cool. volume two, I think, is Dick is Dick Grayson as Batman. And I think in volume three, Batman comes back, but you know, he, it's a slow go. Anyway, point point being that was one of those things I was thinking about with Titan season three, is like I get you can't do Red Hood without doing at least part of Death in the Family. Okay. Like, which the only thing anyone ever remembers about Death in the Family, by the way, is that Robin gets the shit beat out of him and yeah. dies. And, and dies. Um, he actually gets beaten with a crowbar, then blown up. Yeah, yeah, um, that's right. That's right. So, and then, and that's it. Jason Todd's just dead for a while. Like uh, the, the Red Hood character doesn't appear until years later, from what I understand. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a good while. I think I remember first seeing him. Uh, yeah, you know, DC is kind of like not my strongest mm -hmm. point, but I remember him showing up there probably in the, I want to say it was the 2010s, maybe, yeah. maybe a little bit earlier than that. So, um, so if, if you're going, if you're sitting down the table and you're like, what characters can we bring into Titans to beef it up and make it interesting? What, you know, we did Deathstroke and they didn't really do, I don't think they did the Judas contract as part of season two. Uh, we uh, were talking about rose as being mm -hmm. part of it um mm -hmm. uh, i know, you know like jericho's in it at the end right jericho's in there mm -hmm. and yeah 
I mean, I, I listened to our episode and I'm like, again, the stuff that was coming out of my mouth, I was like, I do not remember any of this. I couldn't <laughs> believe I forgot Deathstroke even. Right. Um, well, that, but yeah. That, so season two is the introduction of Superboy. They're, they're feud with Deathstroke. The resolving of Raven's plot line from season one, which got cut short um, with her and Trigon. And that was, and then they introduced, um, they continued Starfire's story and they, and they started to introduce her sister, which then got followed up in season three. So mm-hmm. you're sitting around the table, you know, they, they got to continue the Starfire story, which I thought was going to actually going to be the bulk of season three. It's part of it. It's a major thread, but it's not the thing they focused on. The thing yeah. they focused on was in, in some ways a continuation of the little bit that Jason Todd got to do in season two. And then that you know they're like, okay, so what do we want to accomplish in this one? We're gonna bring in Barbara Gordon, we're gonna bring in Jace, you know, we're gonna bring in the red red hood, and you know, and then I guess for, for giggles, because like let's see how much worse we can do no man's land than Gotham did. <laughs> let's throw that in there at the end. <laughs> so yeah. um so just kind of getting into it now, getting into season three. I I liked the fact that because it's the Titans. I don't. I, I was. I was trying to find research on this. If I was trying to find a book to, before we decided that you and Sean were going to do, um, what was the book you guys did? The 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 something uh, imperative. Texas imperative. Mm-hmm. Texas Texas imperative. imperative. Yeah. Before we just opted to go with that and and stop trying to find like direct synergy, I was trying to find any kind of Red Hood Titans connection, and I, I uh, maybe other than like individual issues as part of a large volume, there might have been some, but there was no like trade paperback that's you know this is red hood versus the team titans right i couldn't find anything like that out there yeah uh i can tell you that jason teasley and myself did a i think it was uh, him and i did a comparison of death of or death in a family death in the family death uh, yeah De- and De- death uh, of right and i can remember the the way that those stories went uh, red hood was involved because he was part of yeah it was like a massive uh, crossover of all the bat titles yeah there was the a bunch of them and that's the one where joker cuts off everyone's face yep yeah were you yeah, part of that I, no but i read the book okay all right uh yeah and i i remember how disturbing that was uh and one hey, it was <laughs> gross it was pretty gross but but yeah i mean i i can't think of anything off the top of my head either i'm sure there probably is something out there because he was quite i mean it was Jason Todd and he's mm. back, uh, you know, and he's he, as messed up as he is in this series. He's that much more messed up sort of in the comics as well uh, after what's yeah. been happening, what's happened to him. So it wouldn't surprise me if there is definitely something out there. So the last thing I'll say about this Titan season three kind of reminds me of the latter seasons of Gotham. Gotham had a strong premise. I, I have complained about this. I know someday I should actually just talk about Gotham in a podcast because I've, <laughs> I've now brought this up so many times. But Gotham's biggest thing was they introduced a premise. What if we just did a gritty cop show starring Jim Gordon pre-Batman? And everyone was like, where's Batman? Mm. Like, I don't I don't want this. I want Batman. Wah. Yeah. And yeah. so they were like, well, we can't. We, that, that defeats the whole premise of the show. But what if we gave you everybody else? You know, every single seminal Batman story, uh, all the villains. Here's uh, the penguin. Right. Here, yeah. Um, here's 97 versions of the Joker. This <laughs> all this nonsense. So anyway, my point being like, you know, and so by the end of it, they were doing No Man's Land there, too. And, um, you know, it just became like we want to get people. I think people, like I said, like rejected the show. I don't know why it went on for as many years as it did. 
but they had to change up the formula to get more interest. And they figured if they threw more recognizable characters in there and more recognize and um, adaptations of recognizable stories, people would start to watch Gotham more. Titans falls into that same thing because yeah. I because they didn't really do that with the first two seasons. They introduced some characters that were well known, but it didn't feel like what's the most popular thing we can think of. Throw that in there. Right. And that's very much this season. Yeah, I mean, my goodness, there are so many references uh, to things that, like, the Lazarus Pit shows up. Yeah, uh, you know, we're we're on. Tim Drake is in this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got all the Robins. We've got just like you said, No Man's Land. Um, there's even like Easter eggs in the beginning. Uh, the first episode after Jason Todd is dead. You know, you're going through all these. Uh, Robins that are on the screen that uh, when Dick finds that uh, Batman's trying to find a replacement just like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like he's like, oh, oh, Jason's dead. Oh, man, I need to get another Robin in here. By the way, um, what a douchebag Batman is in this series. Oh, man, Holy okay. Cow. So, I'm, I think, like, first episode, if we're going to talk Batman, I mean, the first episode, uh, I have told other people that it really goes into a completely different lane compared to what the comics are. What is the yeah. one criticism that we've always, a lot of people have always lobbed at Batman when it comes to the Joker. He didn't kill him. He didn't kill him. Uh, so in that first episode, by the end of the, near the end of the episode, it's, uh, you know, Batman comes back and throws the crowbar onto the ground and says he's caved in Joker's skull uh, with it. And, I was like, holy crap, that is definitely a different take. That is not what I was expecting, which I think that's also not Batman. Like, okay, there's an argument for that. Yes, I, I will agree with you there. But it, it's also typical of fuck Batman. All right. Yeah. It's also typical of Titans throwing everything out there and just getting rid of whatever you're expecting. They uh, the sacrifice the Batman out. character to elevate the stars of the show, which are the Titans. Yeah, which I don't agree with. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll give you that. I disagree. Um, <laughs> you disagree, <laughs> sir. It is not fine. He says, um, right. the, uh, the Batman, Batman has to go through some stuff too. Uh, mm-hmm. and I mean, granted it's not his show, uh, right. but we do get to see him go through, uh, some of the, I mean, he, he pretty much lost a son in Jason Todd as, as shitty as a person as he was. He loses way, a son. I was saying, in a way, he lost a, a son in Dick. Dick rejected him for right. all those years. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's tough for him to go through that. And, of course, we another thing that is even brought up in this is about how much, uh, you know, of a how much of a sick person Bruce Wayne is. Mm. Uh, I think it's is it Barbara that says that uh, you Bruce and the Joker were the ones poisoning the city all along. This was early in the, in the season. And that and and that has been one of the big arguments of the whole Batman. I mean, that was wasn't that the central premise of the long Halloween, which was basically, you know, Batman thought he was doing. I know we've talked about this ad nauseum. Um, like th- this might as well like just our conversations on Batman alone because we've done so many shows about it. You could just do a drinking game of how many times I bring <laughs> these things up. But he um there, there was the discussion about how once he eliminated the mob, he made room for all the crazies. Mm. And is Gotham is infinitely worse with a rotating cast of crazies running about that keep you know escaping out of Arkham's switch cheese walls, right? Than it was under the mob. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, he is a very messed up individual. I mean, mm-hmm. mentally, he's just he's just not there to realize actually some of the harm that he is doing mm-hmm. versus all the good he believes he's doing. Um, so, you know, and that's what I kind of like about this season is they they address that. I yeah. mean, you have to watch Bruce. You don't get like more than probably. I don't know if you totaled up the whole sum of all the scenes. You're probably looking at maybe like 20 minutes hour. to half an hour. Yeah, yeah. Okay. An hour. Yeah. I mean, and at I can't remember what episode it is, but he's he's basically trying to resolve what he's done by killing himself. He's going to set right. fire to his own abode in England <laughs> and burn to death in it. Right. Uh, which is. I mean, hey, uh, that's I applaud Titans for doing something like that. It's not Batman, but it's not the Batman we're used to. This is the Batman mm-hmm. in the Titans universe. All right. So episode one, let's just kind of break this down one by one here. Um, after learning the Joker killed Jason, Dick returns to Gotham City. He discovers Jason had been working with chemistry equipment, which was used to create an unidentified drug. Reuniting with Bruce and police commissioner Barbara Gordon. Dick begins to question Bruce's mental state over losing Jason. His suspicions are confirmed when he finds out that Joker was murdered by Bruce, who departs after tasking Dick with protecting Gotham. The news of Jason's death also reaches Tim Drake, a young Gotham resident who idolizes Batman. Meanwhile, the Titans team of Corey, Gar, and Connor continue to fight crime in San Francisco. Corey begins to experience hallucinations that result in her blacking out. So this is what I was alluding to. They were like, okay, so... Yes, the Titans are known for fighting in San Francisco, but what do what do the people know? The people know Gotham, mm-hmm. and that's where Batman is, and that's where Jason Todd is. So that's where we're going to set season three. Mm-hmm. So what did you? Let's just talk about that for a minute. What did you think of trying to shoehorn the Titans, who have always had their own identity separate from their um, their mentors? And in you know, and in the book, like I said, the Titans did their own thing they you know sometimes they interacted with their mentors and, and elders and sometimes and but most of the time they didn't they were off having their own adventures and here they they kind of it kind of feels like a proxy for batman like the, we're not doing a batman show we're doing a titan show but right. we want to set the show in a place that's familiar for the audience because the audience has no patience for anything new or different so the titans become the batman super team right which is yeah. this, that was my interpretation of it yeah i I mean, it didn't bother me. I'm I'm okay with them being in Gotham. That's for sure. I, I, I like the fact of there's that feel of the kind of fish out of water. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. they know they're in Gotham. They know Gotham is you know, it, it's rough. It's a rough mm-hmm. neighborhood, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> how uh, Gotham hasn't been condemned. You know? <laughs> Zip code retired, just sunk yes. into the harbor. Right. It's so it was kind of nice to see them go up against the challenges of being in a new spot, Mm -hmm. uh, possibly dealing with, I mean, who could possibly show up and give them a hard time. Uh, It's going to, there's a whole rogues gallery out there that can, which one's it going to be? So it's, you know, it's nice to see. uh, I don't mind that being the setting there. That's pretty good. Yeah. I, I didn't get hung up on it. It was a lot. So the problem is, like for me, a lot of this was kind of an eye roll, but I knew we were going to talk about it. So it's not like I can be like, this is too dumb for me. I'm going to stop watching it. I'm going to go watch something else. You know, I, I have more mm-hmm. episodes of um, that show on Peacock, the Dan Brown show, Symbol. I have more episodes of Symbol I could be watching. I could be watching The Flight Attendant. I haven't seen that yet. Hey, there's new episodes of The Morning Show out. I could be watching that. Nope. I'm committed <laughs> to this. 
You have to be <laughs> committed, sir. <laughs> I'm committed. Oh boy, do I need to be committed. So um, <laughs> as, as stupid as I thought something might have been, I just kind of got past it because it's it, it is what it is, and we we're going to talk about it. So yeah, did I love that they shoehorned the Titans into Gotham? You know, in, into Batman's area. I mean, the one saving grace about it is if you're going to do Red Hood as the as one of the major antagonists of season three. I don't know how else you do it, but to do it in Gotham. And that might be the counter argument from anyone who worked on this. Like, well, where'd you want us? What do you want to do? Have, you know, we kill him in Gotham and he just goes off to San Francisco for no apparent reason. Right. Like, right. I get it. I mean, there's also the, you know, the plot that when Bruce leaves, he, I think he explains to Dick, he's like, mm -hmm. just, you know, you are in charge now. Right. I'm leaving, you know, take care of Gotham for me. And also be a better Batman, right? Uh, and Manly tells him, uh, "Is that okay? All right." So there's, you know, there's a whole, uh, there's a whole plot line of him trying to, uh, you know, just well, the internal struggle of him trying mm -hmm. to live up to Batman uh, and what he means to Gotham, and also obviously the internal struggle amongst his team right. that one of the one of the uh, team members is now. Uh, who was once dead is now alive and is a right. bad guy. I um that is one of the things I did like about the show. Like the, the show is a good five or six for me out of ten. Um, yeah. and so there's definitely some things that I didn't love, but there are some things I thought were great. And I actually do like Dick's story in this. Dick's internal conflict of him having of him feeling responsibility to take on the mantle of Batman. Um, and you know, and getting to the point where, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, where he nearly kills Jason. And he gets his, you know, he gets his just desserts for it. And he realizes that, you know, all this time he has not been the best. He has not been the best version of himself, let alone the best version of Batman. Yeah, and he, it, it, it's a arc that he has to go on. It's a journey he has to go on. So I like that. I also, and, and we can talk about this and then we can move on to episode two. We meet Barbara Gordon, who is wheelchair bound after being shot by the Joker, a la the killing joke. And she's uh, the commissioner of the Gotham PD. Her father has retired died gone to mars been you know living with Bucci. Yeah, i don't know mars well you understand that the police uh i believe gotham police have like an eight billion dollar budget or something like that <laughs> something absolutely and in crazy insane there is a number uh mm. that is spouted there but uh you know hey that's a retirement plan i guess going to mars <laughs> <laughs> going to mars dude anyway i don't remember if they said it in the show what happened to him if he's passed away or if he retired and went to florida who knows yeah um, I, think I, I caught it drowned in the lazarus pit one never knows anyway um so where there was once batman and jim gordon there is now dick grayson and barbara gordon and then and dick grayson has banged his way around the the dc universe <laughs> he, he has got he has got hollywood good looks man that guy that the guy that plays dick grayson is a hot fella he and is so, I, so the or fact that they I. have him, you know, he's banged Barbara Gordon, Deanna Troy, you know, it's just everybody, Dove, everyone he's come across, he's uh, he's laid that pipe. And you know what? I can, I, I, I don't take that away from him. I don't, I don't doubt it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. His uh, chemistry with Barbara, obviously, you can tell there's a history there when they uh, are first meeting. Um, and as this as the season goes, you get to learn more about uh, their relationship. But uh, but yeah, you know, you, you when you first see him in this first episode, uh, it, it you know it's it's professional supposedly. But um, right. but yeah, you, you know, there's really there's some chemistry relationship, there. and then they talk about it later on. 
mm-hmm. they, they were in a relationship and they were actually for for a brief period of this season they're they're in one um right. what did you think of the girl that played her uh she did fine uh she seemed like a she's <sighs> i i don't know what i expected of barbara gordon i mean i can't say that i've read too many uh, a whole lot of stories whether to where i'm like oh okay i, I already back girl jesse what do you hate <laughs> women jesse girls can't be <laughs> Please, a comic, jesse <laughs> don't cancel me yet um <laughs> yeah i i haven't you know I, I so i didn't really have a whole lot of expectations uh, she she seemed to fit the part she certainly didn't take me out when i was watching her so mm-hmm. uh i mean that's pretty much all i could ask for yeah i thought the uh, let me be use proper nouns here uh the gal that plays pal <laughs> um you hear it first um where is she well uh savannah welch okay savannah welch uh she's been in a lot of television all right um a lot of television uh she was in a couple episodes of the show six it was a military drama um do not know that one she was in an experimental romantic drama called Song to Song. I'm starting to Ex- see why we've never heard of this. <laughs> what is an experimental romantic drama? I don't know. Want to do? Want to do a show on it? Uh, <laughs> she was in Boyhood. I don't, did you hear? Did you did you hear about the the, the movie Boyhood? Shaking like my the, head, no. The experimental movie where oh, we got more film. experiments coming up. All right, <laughs> it was great. filmed between 2001 and 2013 because they wanted to depict the real aging of this child. Oh, yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, okay, that's, yeah, that's that's uh, ringing a bell there. Okay. Um, she's in The Tree of Life. That was directed by Terrence Malick. Okay. Um, and then she's had some, like, <laughs> here's something you may have seen her in, Ninja James and the Beast Boy. <laughs> Come on. Now you're just making up stuff. I swear to Rudy. It's Is that true. a music video? Is that like a, a, a Rings of Saturn music I, video? I, I, all I can tell you is there's no hyperlink. Um, <laughs> Not important enough. Um, she was in something called The Transcendence, and okay. she won an award for that. She got the from the North Hollywood Cinefest 2019 award for Best Actress in a Feature Film for The Transcendence, and she oh. won so, okay. All right. Well, a rather accomplished actress. I, yeah, like I said, she did a fine job as Barbara Gordon. I mean, I, I wasn't expecting a whole lot, so she definitely checked the box. Yeah, she was good. All right. Uh, episode two. Red Hood. To help Dick protect Gotham, Corey, Gar, Con- Connor, and Dawn arrive at the team's new base in Wayne Manor. Hank also joins, who's a bicycle cop now. Despite tensions between him and Dawn. In Bruce's absence, a mysterious figure extorts Gotham's mob bosses into becoming their enforcer. When the figure has individuals wearing red hoods perform criminal acts, Barbara informs Dick the incarcerated Donathan Crane, who is Scarecrow, has been serving as a police consultant. Through Crane's help, the Titans are able to track down the figure to an abandoned munitions building. Dick engages in a fight with the figure who is revealed to be the still-alive Jason. Jason identifies himself as Red Hood before escaping. So... The the actor who plays Jason cracks me up because he's got the boyish features you've ever seen. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I am not convinced that's an adult. Um, <laughs> he is still thirteen. Kern Walters is twenty three. He looks twelve. Yeah, he's he's definitely looking young for his age. Yeah. Ah uh, man, I'm okay. So as far as like top actors go for mm-hmm. the Titans, all right. 
this guy, what was his name again? Kieran? Curran Walters. Curran. I I have never hated a character more. I mean, yeah. there, there's been a few, but this, let's just put it this way. He is such, he plays such a good douchebag teenage kid. Yeah. That I just was like, I want Dick to just punch him in his face repeatedly. I'm trying to um, not get this demonetized on YouTube, but I can't help myself. He has such blowjob face. Okay. <laughs> I don't. Uh, he has the face of a guy who should give a blowjob and then get punched in said face. Oh, and, wow. Wow. Does he not? Does he not? Well, I, I'm not. I Listen, I've never heard that term before. I have no idea where you've come <laughs> up with it, but all right, fine. If you feel that way. Um, he, definitely, I, I, he definitely has punchy face, though. Uh, yes. Okay. As that... Christian would say, he has slappable face. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he's got an attitude to boot. I mean, he's got mm -hmm. the worst, like, you know, angsty emo attitude. I, I that... think it's almost like the wrong fit for this kind of show. This is supposed to be like gritty, you know, so soapy crime drama. You know, these, these actors, I, I mean, I should be careful about this because like, Greg Berlanti, his shows, you know, all those CW shows walk the line of very, very pretty actors, but are able to handle some degree of like adult melodrama. Like, you know, they're pretty, but you can see them in the roles that they are. Like that whole cast of Riverview. That's what mm -hmm. I'm talking about. Okay. They all are, they all are gorgeous people, but they don't seem out of place in a meant for adults, primetime, soapy melodrama. You're talking about Riverdale. Riverdale, yes. Okay, okay. all right, yeah. Riverview, I knew, I, city Riverview you know, who knows? <laughs> Swanee River, whatever. Yes. Um, yeah, so, I, I know exactly what you're saying. But the, and then there are some people whose faces are so are so kitty, are so young, like they shouldn't do anything above the level of Disney. Yeah, like they need to be yeah. on a Disney drama, not not this. You know, like they need to be a level below this. He has that kind of face to where, like, you know. Everyone's pretty, but they're not as fresh faced as he is. He's so fresh faced. That's what I mean. Right. Right. That, like it's just, like he doesn't match. Like you look at him and he has these pouty <laughs> lips, and you're like, what's with the pouty blowjob lips on this poor child? You know, <laughs> this twenty-three year old child. <laughs> I yeah, you know, he, I think they specifically you know made those decisions based off of what mm -hmm. you're saying like this guy he looks like a young young go and get him kid and, and <laughs> get him get him kid get him get him get him um but he has a mouth like a sailor you know <laughs> he's, it's just horrible yeah, it um and i i, I want to give him probably as far as actors go on the show mm -hmm. he probably ranks uh as top up there for me because I hated him so much, and that's exactly what he was supposed to do. Yeah, he no, pulled mission, it off. Mission accomplished. He he does angsty really well. To, he's kind of like here's your wrestling reference for the night. Here, so mark your bingo cards, everybody. Hang on, right here. I got Hang on. right here. Ooh, that's a bingo. <laughs> <laughs> that's disturbing. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mark. Have we met? Um, so anyway, I the um da, 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 why did I do the bingo thing? Oh, because no. I was gonna make a wrestling reference. That's why. Mark, I've been I've been anyway. Okay. Um, so he's kind of like when Shawn Michaels turned heel, where he's okay. such an asshole. He's he's so he's such an angsty, 
douchey asshole all you can't help but hate him you want ev- right you want to see everybody in the locker room you want to see everybody on the titan squad beat the living hell out of him and right. and that's and that's what i was getting at the whole point of me bringing all of that up is when he's revealed to be the red hood it's like oh why aren't you adorable it's like a little kid <laughs> cosplaying like that's his halloween <laughs> costume like oh look he's 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 halloween he's halloween cosplaying his <laughs> death broke you're adorable <laughs> And doesn't yeah. Happen again, Karen Walters looks like a twelve-year-old. Like, and here's the thing: like, like the guy playing Dick Grayson has a body on him. Like when he's shirtless, you know, he he is just all abs and pec muscles. And the guy, even the guy playing Connor, uh, Superboy, he's a little he's built. He's a little doughy in the face, but he has got like Barbie waist on him. He, he's you know, built. Yeah, that guy. That that guy works out. Um, and so they, they, everyone kind of fills out their costumes. Like even the guy that plays Hawk, you know, he's a big dude. Um, you know, they all fill out their costumes. They all look kind of muscly and, and built and everything. And you can believe in this stupid world that they're all living in. They could be superheroes to one degree or another. I can't with Kern Walters. Mm-hmm. I just can't. When like like, and he's the Red Hood, and it's like, yeah, on Halloween. Like I didn't expect him to have a gun. Well, I expected him to have a trick or treat basket. There's going to be a there's there's possibly going to be a, a runner up there if Tim Drake ever dons the Robin costume. Oh my god! Guy... They got for Tim Drake. <laughs> oh, I was just like, all right. Well, he seems he seems very. Oh my goodness, Ernest. I guess is probably the best way to put it. Sure. Like he, uh, he, you know, he's this real smart kid, but. I mean, unless he's packing like, you know, a 12 pack under there that I just didn't understand was even possible. This kid looks like he is just got out of chess club in defense of that. Tim Drake wasn't exactly a large figure either. No, no. I mean, he's he's small kid. As a matter of fact, I mean, if you you could probably see uh, the the guy playing Jason Todd as a Tim Drake almost. Yeah, Um, for sure. For sure. Yeah. All right. But um, not really nothing else about episode two. I did. Um, I, I love the gal. The, the gal that plays Do- um, Dove is so pretty, and I actually think she's a pretty good actress, and she has really good chemistry with the guys who plays Hawk. So mm-hmm. they're they don't make much hay out of it this season. They're gonna they're gonna resolve it just as soon as they start it. But like they resolved all right <laughs> yeah, with, with a bullet. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm voting with a bullet. Uh, anyway, um, I see, like, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I like their um, their chemistry together. I like their the, ten, the sexual tension between them. And uh, let me let me talk about this real quick. I feel like they amped up the cursing in this season because they're on HBO Max, and who cares? Okay, um, all right. Like this very much felt like well, we're off DC Universe, and DC Universe people curse too, but they kept it to a minimum. Here, there's a scene later on in the season where Jason Todd's like shooting guns in the air and going. It's Red Hood, motherfucker! And I'm like, what's happening here? It was a little jarring for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, back to Hawk and Dove. Uh, mm. I think those two were probably my favorite parts of season one. Uh, and I don't remember anything of season two, so I can't really say. But here in season three, I, I liked seeing them back uh, together if not just for a little bit, um, they are, they, for some reason I always enjoyed whenever they were on the screen and, uh, yeah, it's that tension that they have, uh, with Hawk just trying to get over his, well, his love for Dove mm-hmm. and the differences that they have. And, uh, you know, 
it's just not going to happen. He has um, a great line. And I think the next episode or two where she's like, I mean, it might've even been this one. But yeah, I think it was this one where she's like, why did you even come back? I thought you said you didn't want to do this anymore. He was like, I tried, I took the suit off and I wasn't with you and it sucked. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very like guy thing to say. It was like, yeah, I, tr I tried to move on without you. I tried to live a different life because I promised I would. And I think it was better for me, except that it wasn't, it sucked. And I want to, and I want everything that I lost back. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those two were all, I, I hated to see how this gets resolved and, and basically how they are no longer, you know, mm -hmm. together. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, seeing them back together in the second episode, it, it put a smile on my face. Episode three, Hank and Dove. Hank is lured into a trap by Jason because he's a dumbass. He is a dumbass. Gosh, what an idiot. <laughs> who there's, the there's idiots amongst this whole series. And we're going to point them out. Yeah. That's idiot for maybe three. That is not a strength of the writing, is that basically they count on the characters to be morons or there'd be no plot. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Hank is lured into a trap by Jason, who implants an explosive device in his chest. As Hank's heartbeats bring the device closer to detonating, Jason offers to deactivate it if the Titans steal gold bars being delivered to a bank. Dick refusing, Jason's demand discovers that the device was created by Bruce. Using the device's schematics, Dick gives Connor the task of creating a deactivator. However, Dawn, having rekindled her relationship with Hank, steals the gold bars. Dawn and Jason meet at the secluded location where Jason coerces her into saving Hank by shooting him with a gun he provides. Dawn pulls the trigger, but the gun instead detonates the device as Connor arrives too late to use his deactivator. Um, her reaction to realizing what she had done was fantastic. That was a hell yeah. of a bit of dramatic acting. I like the fact that there are stakes in this show. Um, and at least, I, I say that with the caveat that just because you're dead doesn't mean you won't be in a future episode. But at least some of them stay dead. Right. Hank, you know, there's going to be like, I guess, where their their adventures in limbo and, you know, and Hank makes a reappearance, but he sacrifices himself there, too. And he stays in limbo and he doesn't come back to life like Tim Drake. And there's you know, I do. There's no possible way that that can happen. <laughs> just like he gets vaporized in this episode. <laughs> right. And that whole episode of them going to the tunnel uh, mm -hmm. or the bridge. I'm just like, oh, what the hell is he going to come back to? Maybe it'll be like Wonder Woman 84. He'll just inhabit somebody else's body. And <laughs> yeah, that's the only <laughs> thing I could think of. I was like, well, all right, whatever. But, but yeah, you know, this episode did have some real peril involved yeah. with my character. The one guy that I really enjoyed watching on the, he was like, he was kind of like the comedic relief a lot of yeah. times. I mean, you don't mm -hmm. get a whole lot of that in this series, really. No. I mean, other than when you it's see Hank on the screen. Drama. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh and and that's why i really liked him and i was like mm -hmm. uh, but then of course i was like is he gonna make it out and i i i just knew he wasn't gonna do it and he doesn't and it, yeah the have dove be the one that pulls the trigger that causes that explosion that mm -hmm. kills him i mean there are some really like cool visuals especially yeah. especially uh Superboy standing in front of the bed as it like explodes right. when he has that the activator in his, and his hand. hair just he gets tussled. Yeah, it cannot. <laughs> yeah, and that nothing happens. Can we talk um, about how the clothing in this universe doesn't react to any elements? Right. Like I can right. see, like Super Superboy is invulnerable. I'm fine with like he gets a light tussle and maybe some black marks on his face, like in a cartoon exploding bomb. <laughs> 
why didn't his clothing catch fire? And, yeah, he was he's just perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, I, there was a lot of stuff where I, I, you know, it's a comic book show, but obviously mm-hmm. you have to kind of suspend your disbelief. A lot of it, you know, with Jason doing what he was doing, mm-hmm. I did not understand why. Well, the whole thing is a setup, isn't it? We're going to learn later on that all of this, all of these things are the machinations of Scarecrow to get to get Gotham to turn on the Titans so that it's left vulnerable to do whatever it is he's going to do. Do you think there is a drug out there in the world? Now, there's there's some drugs. I mean, drugs. A make drug you do that takes anything. away fear. Yes. OK. Uh, <laughs> i yeah okay um have you, have you not heard of beer muscles uh okay <laughs> i have never actually i don't know that's kind of it's kind of scary there's um synthetic marijuana can can induce a psychotic episode and when okay. people are psychotic they are definitely not worried about you know they 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 definitely are not dealing with any kind of anxiety they they are fearless okay All right. a so, lot of them come into jail and they're they're messed up on spice what it's called by the way i kept wanting to make that joke during the dune reviews because synthetic marijuana at least in in my locale the colloquialism is spice or spice spice and Uh so you know jay's like the spice must flow and i'm like it certainly does in tampa (laughs) (laughs) yeah right into the hillsborough county jail (laughs) i just didn't have like I could not understand why Jason was doing all these things to his teammates. Mm-hmm. And I understand it, it's all pulls, okay, strings pulled by. So you uh, said like a dozen times you don't remember season two. That I didn't remember either because they're like Jason left the Titans. I, I okay. remember that much. I remember he had a falling out with Dick. I don't remember why or why that would then cause him. Well, okay, let's 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 back this up a sec. He left the Titans. And 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 they go and through flashback over the course of the season, they do talk about how Jason wanted to prove his metal, like whatever right. the falling out with Dick was. And I guess we would know a little bit more if we'd remembered or you know rewatched it. But whatever his falling out with Dick was, it somewhat revolved around Dick not believing in Jason or feeling like Jason was ready enough. I think Jason was too violent was the issue. Okay, like like Jason yeah. was whooping ass, and Dick was yeah, like, like that's not breaking, how we do. Breaking cops' backs, if I remember right. I mean, yeah. it was it was pretty rough. Yeah, and Dick was and Dick was like, You're this is not you're not a good Robin. You shouldn't be out there going beyond the pale hurting people. And you know, and Jason was like, I don't need this shit. And he went back to Gotham. And so I think this was so the 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 other relationship thing that they deal with is the relationship between Jason and Dick, which by the way, I don't think was a thing in the comics. I that what they're what they're doing with Jason and Dick was more J was more Dick and Damien. Um, you know, where Damien felt threatened by the presence of Dick because, you know, Dick was the favorite son of Batman, but Damien was his blood son, mm-hmm. you know, and Damien wanting to be the rightful, you know, the rightful uh, heir to the Batman uh, throne, you know, and I and they in this this they deal with an injustice, if you'll remember, mm-hmm. where, um, you know, where Damien is believing in what Superman stands for post the killing of the Joker and Dick's like, no, that's not how things are done. And those two are in conflict to the point where during the Arkham asylum escape, uh, Damien accidentally kills Dick and Batman like utterly rejects his biological son at that point. He's like, he's like, get away from me. You've killed my son. Mm-hmm. And Damien's like, what the F, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like they took that structure and they, 
superimposed it on Dick and Jason. Okay. So a lot of what Jason's doing and a lot of what's motivating him to do the dirty work of Scarecrow, number one, the, the, the bones were already there. The framework was already there. He was already threatened and frustrated with Dick and, you know, and Dick not believing in him. Two, um, he had been beaten to death by the Joker, resurrected in the Lazarus pit. And as we know, resurrection of the, you know, in the Lazarus pit caused you to go a little insane. Okay. All right. And then now, three, see, that's probably something that I didn't right. pick up on. And then the third thing was Crane was feeding him that gas. Right. And that, He's, and that gas. Drugs is bad. Drugs is bad. Is that, was that <laughs> why you put that meme in there? Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. It's all coming together now. Uh, but he, but Scarecrow was feeding him the, the anti-fear toxin. Right. Which was right. making him susceptible to suggestion. Okay. All right. So he is obviously being told, mm -hmm. well, take out your old team. He takes right. out Hank. Um, and he's basically and, like, yes, master. Yeah. You know, and and that's, that's what I didn't like. Like he, it was like, he was there enough to, I mean, to where he manipulated Hank to come and see him, you know, mm -hmm. he even calls him up and he's like, I need your help, man. And you're like, Oh, maybe he is really in trouble, but nope. Right. He's just, he is being, I, I, he is being so manipulative. Mm -hmm. That's what made him unforgivable. In right. my opinion, well, it's that, like he knew that's what's crazy about how this ends it's like he he finally breaks free of scarecrow's grip and he's like i want to make amends and they're like okay well help us take down scarecrow he's like i will and everyone's just like so he blew hank up it's fine now he helps yeah. he, oh, he helps save the day deal. yeah you know, what does dick say to barbara at the end of the show it's like well how is everyone dealing with jason eh, some people will never forgive him for for killing hank yeah others yeah. are like well he helped save the day so it we all balances our way out. every once in a while yeah. commit murder <laughs> You know, That's all. He's, he's such a child. <laughs> you know? He's got a lot of growing to do. He's, he's we'll makes, we all make dopey mistakes, like, you know, first degree murder. Yeah. So anyway. um, So that's so, yeah, I, I like the other thing I liked about this episode was that they didn't make Connor a complete meathead. Um, the often just like people often forget. I, I, I was on. It's not up yet. It hasn't aired. But if you're but if it airs at some point in the future and you're hearing this then um go and list find the episode of me on the mcu's bleeding edge reviewing eternals Blech. um that's not for the movie that's for having what? to talk about this movie incessantly um <laughs> i don't want to ever talk about it i want to see movie. another article please someone post it get chris bailey on can we get right another now. variety editorial please explaining why people hate Ooh. this movie try to take this movie there's what only time is it? i don't i do not want to get that fired up at this hour right now okay no sir um no. But the often the often forgotten about thing about Batman, I, I now I don't remember why I brought this up because we, we I was asked to come on to review the Eternal, so of course we started off by reviewing the Batman trailer. Yeah, <laughs> somehow they connect. I don't know, but they yeah. will at one point. <laughs> yeah, they, they connect all right. Anyway, um, so it's his show. That's what he wants to do. I have I've said before I'm not I'm not into the trailer react culture, but it's a thing, and people do things to get listens. God knows we do. So anyway, so yes, my my reaction to the Batman trailer was, and I was like, it's fine. I'm I'll go see it. I'll take my kids to it. We'll see what happens. But the conversation that came out of that, me and this guy known as Lord Deathman, said we're, we're talking about how the off the thing often forgotten about Batman is that he's not just you know a punchy ninja guy he is a detective he's 
you know, he's one of the smartest guys on earth. You know, he's a thinker. Yeah. That's the reason why he got to sit in the in the what was the what was the chair, Dark Side's chair that gave him oh, all the answers. My, uh, the, you know what I'm talking about though. Uh is it the I, for some reason I want to call it the metronome, and that is not it. No, that, that's not a, the metronome. That's a, <laughs> <laughs> one of those there. And that's okay. I keep wanting to call it the Mobius. Oedipus chair. Is a Mobius, Mobius chair? chair. Yeah, right. I keep wanting to call it the Oedipus chair. That's something else. <laughs> Um, they the got a Mobius whole chair, chair for that, huh? Yeah, right. uh, yes, indeedy. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> it's sold in Sweden. Anyway, um, so the Mobius, that's why he got to sit in the Mobius chair. You know, like yeah. Bat Batman is a thinker. And um, the thing often forgotten about Superman is that he's also a genius. You know, he has Kryptonian level genius, which supersedes like the average human intelligence. So the thing that people don't remember about Superman is that he's also like an inventor. Like his um, Fortress of Solitude is chock full of all, you know, of invented, you know, scientific crazy advancements uh, based on his Kryptonian intelligence. And it was nice that they didn't just use Connor because a lot of times I'm watching the show. It's like this would have been resolved if they just let Connor take care of it. Do not even get me started, man. I, I mean, there is a point just put a pin in that because mm -hmm. there's an episode where I'm going to say, okay, let's revisit this Yeah, because that is, that was said at the end of our season two review. It, mm -hmm. If you go back and listen to that, we are really upset about the fact that Donna Troy dies underneath a, uh, a, right. a big Ferris wheel. And what is Connor doing? Well, he's not, he's <laughs> like, Hey, look at that. It will fall down. Um, <laughs> You know, so this dude, you know, gravity, so, what a concept. Uh, he's completely underutilized in some right. of the craziest situations where you're like, that dude would have been perfect. Right. He's your tank. Like, get him right. in there. Mess it. Like, the, like, so much of this, because it's like a cheap, cheaply made show, is like they got to fight a warehouse full of goons. Mm -hmm. Like, that would have been over in seconds in real, you know, if that were really right. the case. Right. So. If so I like the fact they used him to create the thing that to stop the bomb from blowing up is the point that I was trying to get to. Okay. Like, okay. I like that. I like that they use Connor as an intelligent person, not just a tank that they underutilize. Mm -hmm. um, all right. I spent a lot of time on that one. So let's get through episode. You can <laughs> feel free to medley at any time. there, Mark. I don't want to keep you tonight. All righty. Um, <laughs> so Blackfire in the aftermath of Hank's death, Dawn leaves the Titans and we're done with that now. Goodbye. Fuck off. Um, Crane. Crane is removed from Arkham after Jason. We're not getting monetized in this episode, by the way. No. Um, <laughs> Crane is removed from Arkham after Jason orders his assassination, but Dick abducts him during his transfer to a new prison, which is a felony, and she should have been arrested. But right. hey, laws are mere hints in Gotham. Uh, yeah, there's there's a little bit of wiggle room every once in a while. <laughs> Taking Crane to the cabin where he trained Dick. Dick reveals where he trained dick reveals that he knows crane manipulated jason to becoming the red hood dick recognizing that jason will attempt to rescue crane lures him to the cabin for a confrontation because everybody in this show is dumb a fight ensues that ends with jason and crane's escape meanwhile Corey's visions lead gar and her to blackfire in custody at a government facility run by dr Artie kind unable to abandon her sister Corey frees blackfire who accompanies her back to Wayne Manor. Um, I don't have a whole lot about this episode, do you? No, I mean, one person we haven't really had a chance to talk a whole lot about is uh, the guy that played uh, Scarecrow. 
mm-hmm. uh, Jonathan Crane. I, yeah. I just want to say that I did enjoy his portrayal of the Scarecrow. And granted, you know, he's not. I think we get him in a mask at one point, but it's just a gas mask. <laughs> that yeah. looks kind of scary. Uh, right. So, but yeah, I mean, I enjoyed what we got out of this guy so far up to this. You know, it's such a weird thing. I can't remember where else I thought about this, but this is something I, I, I'd watched in the years previous where it just felt uh, might've been the X-Men movies where it's like, we can't put them in their real costumes because they'll look stupid. Mm, yeah. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. this show is chock full of that, where it's like, we can't have Scarecrow actually wear the Scarecrow costume. It'll look dumb. Yeah. I mean, they pulled off red hood. Nice. Which yeah. that isn't too hard. You I mean, like you got death stroke. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like paint his mask red. All right. We're right. good to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, you can't have crane. Of course, what draws people into crane is, you know, his, his outlook on life and the way yeah. he sees things. That's what makes him an interesting character. And granted the costume would be just probably the cherry on that mm-hmm. uh, shake. But regardless, I, it, you know, I'm, just- I'm okay. It just feels like like we want Scarecrow in this, but he looks dumb. We won't put him in the costume. Okay, but then is it really Scarecrow? Why couldn't he have been a new a new character? This is what I mean. Like, like we want to have this character who, no, you, you know, who does alchemy and manipulates people and he uses proxies, and that's gonna be a big element of you know his character's undoing is that Batman has already figured that about figured that uh about him. And it's like, okay, well, we I don't want to write a new character. Let's just superimpose that on one people are already familiar with because we want people to watch this show and they right. won't watch if we invent new characters. They'll only watch if characters from the comic book are in there. Exactly. So they're like, okay, so Penguin, no. Joker, no. Catwoman, no. Poison Ivy, no. Bane, no. Scarecrow, yeah, that's the one. Thumbs up. <laughs> we got him. I, I like the actor. I like the portrayal. I did not love that it was Scarecrow. I did. Okay. Uh, that didn't bother me at all actually i think that it, it was fine um it was one of those uh, you know it, it was one of those choices where it was like okay I'll, I'll take what i can get here and as long as as long as he is portrayed decently you can slap any name on him sure. I mean, well i shouldn't say that you shouldn't well, no, he could have been his it's fine and then, <laughs> you slap any Batman villain name on him. That's not the case. I mean, he right. definitely, uh, you know, if you're going to pick a bat- Batman villain to go with, it would definitely be Scarecrow. I mean, in, in defense of that point, it's not like they made him Victor Zaz or Killer Croc. Like, they, they took a character that might actually do what he does in the show. Mm. Uh, Robert Winfrey weighing in here on Twitch says, we want to keep our, we want to keep our cake and eat it too. Give us all the rewards without any of the work. The writers. Probably. <laughs> Very true, Robert. Very true. Uh, the other thing I liked about this one is um, Beast Boy doesn't get a whole lot to do this season. And in this episode is where they start. we start to unravel the mystery of Starfire's uh, visions. And so she goes into a sensory deprivation tank, which causes her to um, have these hallucinations. She doesn't even know what she's doing, but it ends with Gar in the trunk of the car. Right, <laughs> right. She just keeps waking up after having, you know, blacked out and right. she's standing in the middle of some field and in, mm-hmm. in front of a car. And she had like and, punched him out the first time around. Right. <laughs> There's a gar in the car and you open it up and there he is and pull him out. Hey, like, so get away from me. <laughs> you crazy <Yeah>. bitch. <laughs> He's, I mean, he already knew she was a little unstable. Um, well, a little you know, bit. Just a little bit, but. But yeah, you know, it was kind of nice to see him have something to do at least yeah. uh, in 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 these episodes. This kind of I mean, palling around with her, trying to get some answers. Yep. 
Hey, uh, we're at an hour into the show here. So, you know what might have helped with the writing, Jesse? <laughs> I'm going to guess Grammarly. Grammarly would have allowed them to write a new character without having to slap new stuff on an old character. But it also uh, is an AI-powered product that helps people communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps you write mistake-free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and nearly anywhere else you ran on the web. Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar, punctuation, and spelling mistakes while also catching contextual errors, improving your vocabulary, and suggesting style improvements. To download Grammarly today, go to getgrammarly.com slash W2M network. Again, that's getgrammarly.com slash W2M network to download Grammarly for free. For Write free. new characters. Don't slap new stuff on old ones. How about that? Wow, you are standing on that hill. All right, uh, buddy. Yep, I am prepared to die on this hill. Also, Marvel movies are written by seven-year-olds for seven-year-olds. Fight me. Ooh. Oh man! <laughs> Shots fired. Hot take. Hot. <laughs> I should work for Variety. Um, <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> uh, Lazarus, episode five. Three what could this of... be about? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> one of the one of the things on the Batman checklist, I'm sure. Yeah, it's like La Lazarus. <laughs> Got to get it in there somewhere. Where are we going to put it? I don't know. How about down by the sewers? If I had a nickel for every time the Lazarus bit was used in a piece of Batman medium, <laughs> right? Uh, three months before freeing Crane, Jason has nightmares of an ominous warning from Donna. Donna being Wonder Girl. Uh, Bruce responds by placing Jason under therapy from Leslie Tompkins, a former colleague of Crane. When Jason learns that Bruce intends to remove him as Robin, he begins helping Crane in exchange for a drug that will eliminate his fear. After Crane manipulates Jason to being killed by the Joker, he has Jason resurrected in the Lazarus pit and creates a toxin to control him as Red Hood. Jason okay. uses his new identity to help his friend Molly Jensen rescue missing orphan children like you do, despite Molly recognizing his personality change. In the present, Crane tells Jason of his plan to take over Gotham by engulfing the city in fear that only they can control, which isn't that more of a Joker thing. You know, like I'm thinking like just specifically Batman 89, where the whole like the whole third act plot was to release a gas in Gotham and Jesus Christ, how many times has a Batman villain tried to engulf that city in gas of some kind? <laughs> quite a few, quite a few. Seems a bit I mean, when you hear the word fear mm -hmm. and you hear the word gas, you think me after Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> so many jokes, <laughs> but also scarecrow. I suppose <laughs> scarecrow. Oh uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel you on that. I do. All right. Let's just move on. Um, All episode right. six lady. I mean, do you have anything else about this? Episode? No, I, I think I had, uh, let's see. My, my notes were as followed. No, actually do episode six and then I'll, I'll, I'll okay. make sure to touch on everything I got. Six years before the present, a romantically involved Dick and Barbara, <laughs> Dick and Barbara, uh, engaged in a series of <laughs> museum heists. The robberies lead to them battling the assassin Lady Vic. Um, yeah. Who's actually from the comics. I had no idea who this character was. Me either. Uh, where they inadvertently cause the death of her partner. In the present, Crane has Lady Vic steal a medical device that will rapidly distribute his drug. Jason circumvents Crane's authority by giving the drug to street criminals, resulting in a wave of violence. Barbara survives an attack from Lady Vic, uh, but Lady Vic succeeds in obtaining a picture of her for Crane. Despite mounting... So, just real quick, what yeah. did she... I, and I, if you remember this, great. If not, that's fine. Why did he get a picture of her? Oh, I have... I don't remember. 
<laughs> it's like, can't you go about it a different way of getting a picture of Barbara Gordon instead of like having her bout get killed and then just... like at the very end, just like, ah, I'm gonna take a picture of you and then leave. Yeah, I don't know. Um, All especially right. in a world filled with cell phones and you know cameras, security cameras everywhere. I don't know why getting a picture of your, you know, on the cell phone was all that important, but whatever. Um, I'm sure, it was an important plot point that we just completely forgot. Despite mounting tensions between her and Corey, Blackfire assists the Titans by uncovering um, that Crane is working for with Gotham's mob bosses. Uh, the actor, the actress playing Blackfire, actually really liking this. She has really good line delivery. Um, she has a hoidiness about her that's that's you know purposeful. This is Damaris Lewis. Um, Damaris has been in a couple of different movies. She was in Black Landsman, which I saw, which is really good. Uh, See you yesterday, um, which is like looks like a Spike Lee movie, and Fatal uh, from Fatale. last year, which uh, got a bit of buzz on she television. TV, yeah, yes. give me some TV. She was in the show C. She's on an episode of something called C, uh, which is on Apple Plus. She's on Pose. She's in five episodes of Pose, but she looks she's she's got model good looks and and a model body. Yes, she does. She's a very pretty lady. So I can definitely see her being on a show like Pose. She was on an episode of the Jim Gaffigan show, and she's on an episode of uh, New Girl. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, she's uh, quite a fine actress in my opinion. She did Mm -hmm. a great job uh, playing Blackfire. Make you know you felt that. There was always that worry that she was going to portray or portray. She's going to portray and betray. Mm -hmm. Portray a betrayal, as a matter of fact. It's crazy. Uh, you, there was always this worry that she was going to betray uh, Corey. And, mm-hmm. you know, you needed to have a, somebody to, you know, pull that off. And she did a great job. She actually um, uh, used to be a model. Well, that's, yeah, that does not surprise me. She's, she's, uh, she's got, she was in a, uh, an issue of the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit issue from 2009 to 2011. Okay. Oh, my. Well, yeah, yeah uh, you know, I love Blackfire in this. Uh, I, again, one of those blank spots in season two. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, Corey actually bringing having faith that maybe she could trust her. But obviously, there is a very rocky start my, uh, to my favorite to part of this entire season is actually her line. She was just like, oh, OK, that's your manservant. This one's obviously mine. <laughs> yeah, I honestly like I didn't laugh a lot this season. This is not a particularly funny show that made me crack up. Yeah, that's uh, good. And she delivered that line so well. Like, like there was no way you could convince her that wasn't the case. And, you know, mm. and, and the woman who plays uh, Starfire, like, her reaction to it, like, oh, God, <laughs> like, yeah, it's 2021. <laughs> you can't say shit like that. And we're on Earth. And yep. no, it's a little bit different culture down here. Yeah, no, I, uh, I enjoyed her as, as a character in the show. Um, all right, episode seven, fifty-one percent. Recognizing that Jason still fears Dick, Crane has him <laughs> drugged. Dick convinces Barbara to find Crane with the computer Oracle. Check, but Barbara deactivates it when Crane uses her picture to hack into the system. I must have nodded off during all that. I have mm. like, okay, sure, okay, uh, there we go. Hey, we got our answer. All right, I mean, um, we, we they, just yeah. needed her picture to get in. Okay, all right, yep. Corey and Black, there's a lot of this where I was looking on my phone. Um, Corey and Blackfire visit mob boss Valeska Knox, who I, I could have sworn, by the way, was um, uh, the chick from Blondie, uh, Debbie Harry. Okay. I, I, I looked it up, that's not her, but it, she looked just like Debbie Harry to me. Um, who offers to give up Crane's location if they reunite her with her son Michael. However, when Valeska shoots Michael for being an FBI informant, like you do. 
Corey yeah. retaliates by killing her because yeah. heroes kill their enemies a lot. <laughs> right here in the Titans verse. Uh, nevertheless, Corey and Blackfire help Dick locate Crane's drug plant through interrogating one of Alaska's henchmen. The Titans destroy the facility, forcing Crane to flee with Jason. In the aftermath, Dick and Barbara resume their relationship. That's Seeking right. to help Jason, Gar tracks down Molly. Blackfire informs Corey that she killed her parents in self-defense like you do. Anything on that one? No, I mean, I can't remember if this happens in this episode or not, but Blackfire and Superboy. Uh, they start. It might have started in this episode, but yeah, they get hot and heavy in the next couple. Oh, well, you're hot and heavy, all right. Yeah, they certainly do. Hey, that, that bed ain't handling. <laughs> I, I was, I was already looking for the porn parody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> give me some Blackfire and Superboy action. Uh, oh boy, um, uh, adult, adult Superboy. To be clear, twenty-one and yes. over. <laughs> version of Why, are you worried about monetization or just being completely wiped i'm off worried about being arrested at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I, we've blown well past monetization and we are currently in felonyville so <laughs> back the car up quick <laughs> um episode eight home after a sexual encounter oh <laughs> have i <laughs> have i purred this much during any other review just out of I, don't, I don't know it's you're, you're up I there might, at least i may be breaking Top five. robert's still watching he can tell me i'm sure yeah, he, he's got... <laughs> hang on if you make enough adult content in the show proper they can't make a parody of the producers probably probably nice <laughs> Yep. I'm sure Robert has a spreadsheet of all the times I've heard in the show and how many times. <laughs> so we're working on that for me, Robert. Anyway, um, Connor and Blackfire attempt to help Corey with new visions she begins experiencing. Without drugs, he don't like the drugs, but the drugs like him. To keep him under control, Jason turns against Crane. Tim, having deduced Dick's secret identity, arrives at Wayne Manor in an unsuccessful attempt to become the next Robin. A remorseful Jason contacts Dick to surrender himself and Crane at a condemned pumping station. While Crane secretly overhears their conversation, Tim also follows Jason, but is shot outside the pumping station by Crane. While the rest of the team tends to Dick, tends to Tim, rather, Dick and Corey pursue... I think that was not on purpose. <laughs> no, I'm a little drunk. Um, Dick and Corey pursue Jason... I had a lot of wine before the show tonight. Um... My wife's like, why are you drinking so much wine? I'm like, because I want to be drunk. Um, Dick and Corey <laughs> pursue Jason and Crane in the facility. Crane tricks Corey into attacking him with her powers, causing an explosion that allows his toxin to enter Gotham's water system. I know Way that I, I know that making your heroes vulnerable and make them make mistakes makes them more human. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> For sure. I know that get making you know, having your heroes make mistakes makes them more relatable, makes them more human. It, you know, it also gives more grist for the mill. They can draw the story out a little bit more because you know, and, and when you're the story you're telling is the downfall of the Titans via manipulation of the Scarecrow, so that they can you know come back and save the day and redeem themselves. I get all that, and that's fine. I I think there's a line. And, and and when you cross that line, you've now made your heroes too stupid and unsympathetic. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when Starfire used her powers and then did exactly what the villain wanted her to do, you know, by blowing up the pumping station and causing the fear toxin to drift into the water supply, I was like, I'm with Barbara. Go home. 
Could you please? Well, you people are a menace. Gotham. We you know, got there's, this. There's always there's always that part of the movie where there's like the heroes are a bigger menace than the villain. Go home. And you're like, no, stupid people. They're trying to help. It was all a misunderstanding. No, she's just an idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she she made a boo boo, and it's going to cost a lot of, uh, I would say, goodwill. Uh, yeah, for, from for Gotham for the Titans, um, from Gotham to the Titans. But uh, yeah, out of this episode, here's here's what's funny is that I hadn't maybe this was like this. I don't know. But I had no idea that was Tim Drake. Uh, we, mm -hmm. We'd seen Tim Drake a few times in some episodes leading up to this. I did not know that. And I may have missed the point where they said, hey, Tim Drake, come over here or something mm -hmm. like that. But, you know, I was really excited. I was glad we were kind of getting a Tim Drake. Uh, you know, he's not exactly a, a Robin I know a whole lot about, but to actually he know, was very him. much like the like. I don't remember what year he appears in the comics, but there was the period of comics where computers were new and the internet was kind of new and fascinating. And so every, and so like beyond like even a cyborg character, like there was always like a hacker character. Mm -hmm. Tim, Tim Drake was the hacker Robin. Okay. All right. Brilliant detective though. Mm -hmm. uh, he obviously is uh, showing us. <laughs> <laughs> He's showing off his detective chops here by uh, confronting, yeah, confronting uh, Dick and saying, "Hey, I know who you are." Um, and uh, yeah, that. but I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna stalk women and like you know crawl into their windows and you know with my camera and everything. Like, oh, Master, what are you doing here? And I'm like detecting. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's gonna. That's not gonna fly. <laughs> not in court. Saying. It won't. Um... Just saying. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a point in here where I think he's talking about how he recognized, uh, somebody by their gate. I don't know if that happens in yeah. this episode or the next episode, but I mean, he's, yeah, I mean, he's a very competent person. Mm -hmm. Uh, granted he's, he seems like a, I don't know. I mean, how old would you say he's being portrayed here? Like as a he like 17, 18 Walters, <laughs> right? Uh, he definitely he, does. He has to be a teenager. Though. I'm going to guess like 15 or 16 based on the way his parents were reacting late, you know, when they resurrect Donna Troy and they're hanging out in the bodega or whatever shop that is. And they're like, you can't go into the street and fight crime. You're, you're a child. Right. Like I got the impression he was a teenager. Yeah. And to see him get shot at the end of the episode, mm -hmm. I was like, Oh crap. Uh, I mean, this is, uh, they were just going to bring him in and then no <laughs> way they could do this. Thanks for coming, Tim. Wow. <laughs> see you later. So uh, he does not have a Wikipedia page. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Unknown actor. Huh? Unknown actor. Well, they get a lot of them in these TV shows. All right. Um, episode nine, Souls. Training with the Amazons in Themyscira. I forgot Raven was even in the show. Dude, let me tell you. the. I go through TV time. I know I've mentioned that quite a mm -hmm. few times on TV Party Tonight, but I went through TV time. I was just kind of looking at some of the top comments on most mm -hmm. of these episodes, and I'm telling you, Every single episode was a picture of Raven saying, bring her back, bring her back. Yeah. Then Where's there's she me. at? And I see her training on them. Like, and I'm like, that's not Donna wait, Troy. They wait killed a her second. in the previous season. Like, <laughs> I don't know who that is. Why does she have a jewel in her forehead? And then at one point oh. they refer to her as Rachel. And I'm like, oh, that's Raven. That's right. That's yep. right. She went to go live on Wonder Woman Island. That's okay, right. sure. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know what the heck was going on at first uh, when I I thought, well, we're just at Themis, Themyscira. And I was like, what are we doing here again? Because, mm -hmm. again, 
season two. I mm. forgot everything. I forgot. Uh, I think it may have been said that Donna had died, but anyway. Mm. Uh, so go ahead, continue with the synopsis. All right. So back on Amazon Island, um, Rachel's efforts to resurrect Donna prove, prove unsu unsuccessful. Tim awakens in the afterlife. In the afterlife. Doo -doo -doo -doo. He encounters Donna and Hank banding together against demonic ghouls that steal dead souls. It's written by a child. Hank leads the group to a bridge. <laughs> room and we are bringing it to the masses. <laughs> <laughs> Hank is forced to stay behind during a battle with the ghouls when the bridge collapses. But Donna and Tim successfully cross the bridge to escape the afterlife. As a departing Rachel discovers Donna's body gone, Donna saves Bruce from a suicide attempt. Hank reunites with Don, prompting them to team up in protecting other souls from the ghouls. Yeah, I'm not loving the Batman is suicidal angle. Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, they, they threw that all out the window when he caved in the Joker skull. Uh, yeah. So it's just like you've got to have some kind of a... And what's messed up is like, is there redemption for Batman? And the suicide angle of it is like he realizes there is no redemption for Batman. There is no redemption for Bruce Wayne. He, he Bruce Wayne, he has killed somebody. So he's at his lowest point, man. And I don't know. I, you know, I it seemed like the it wasn't too far off of a natural step for me to expect mm -hmm. this guy to potentially kill himself because he can't live with what he's done. He's become the thing that he does not want to be. Of all the episodes, I thought this one was the most artfully directed. The, right. uh, the black and white, you know, the ghouls and everything. Plot, plot line, it was it was a little deus ex machina for me. It was a little stupid. Um, again, like, sometimes death has real stakes on in these shows, and sometimes it's, uh, you know, it's barely, <laughs> it's barely an inconvenience. Mm. Well, okay. So, you know, fast forward a little bit as we get to the end of the season. Mm -hmm. Why don't you go ahead and tell me how many of our members of the Teen Titans have not died? Because, <laughs> I mean, I think uh, you, you can you're going to scratch Dick off of there. You're going to scratch Tim off of there. He's obviously right. I assume he's dead unless this is going to be Starfire died or, momentarily. Momentarily. Uh, Donna died. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, Rachel, I don't know if she was dead at some point, but. You know, I don't okay. think she died. I she she became a demon at one point. Tim Drake ain't even a a, a Titan yet, right? Uh, and he's dead. Uh, but <laughs> he got uh, <laughs> he got his in early. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, you're right. It, it, death is. Yeah. I like this episode though. This is probably mm -hmm. uh, you know this is top three for me out of the season. I really did enjoy, I, and I think a lot of that has to do with that we get Hank uh, back at it, and he's like the guy that is you know he shows up playing. Living on a prayer by Bon mm -hmm. Jovi in that car to rescue them. And I was I like, yes, that. it's freaking Hank. Uh, but yeah, mm -hmm. I, I I really did enjoy this episode. Um, so yeah, I, I did put in here that I, I Bruce trying to kill himself. We kind of covered that. Donna shows up at his house. Yeah. Why did she like to give her something to do? I also <laughs> think people. I also think people were pissed they killed her and the way they killed her. Because, oh, again, isn't Don Troy mostly invulnerable? Yeah, we, we, me and you definitely talked about that on the previous episode mm -hmm. uh, covering season two. Uh, we were, we actually went to the DC fandom and was so pissed we started going down her powers. <laughs> and she got electrocuted in season right. two. And we were yeah. like, okay. And, and, and if you notice, she mentions, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, she mentions her death and how ridiculous it was. She's right. like, I, I got killed at a carnival, if I remember right. I think that's what yeah. she says. But uh, but yeah. And then, of course, she gets, I think, tased at one point when she comes back and she's kind of like, you know, she looks up. She's like, OK, I've kind of felt this already, but nothing phases. Electricity's not her not her uh, not her weakness there at some point. But yeah. anyway. Yeah, it was bad where they they took it. But yeah, she just shows up at Bruce's mm-hmm. manor in uh, England or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know where she got that information from, but apparently she. Because all she the pretty girls must save the ugly boys. That's why. <laughs> Bruce Wayne is not dead. <laughs> all right. Uh, episode 10, Troubled Water. <laughs> Crane manipulates Gotham citizens against the Titans through a video that frames Dick and his team. By the way, so I'm watching this and I'm like, ah, yes, we're living in a post-Trump world. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fake news, brother. You can't get away from any of this stuff in movies and television any, anymore. It's Hollywood watched a guy use the media to manipulate people who were already prone to accepting you know, the medicine he was given. And they're never gonna let. They're never gonna forgive. They're never gonna forget. And it's gonna be in everything you watch and everything, yeah, and everything you yeah. listen to. We're right. tired of it. Wait, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> anyway, uh, Trump manipulates uh, the citizens Trump, of the United Trump. States. <laughs> Trump's been an Arkham all along. You guys had no idea <laughs> against the Democrats through a video that <laughs> that frames Barack Obama and his team for, oh, the, toxic, <laughs> for the toxic outbreak. Um, that's a more plausible plot line. Uh, while also presenting it. Red Hood as the city's new hero to help the police maintain the trust of the public, Dick has the team turn themselves in, which goes so wrong. Yeah. yeah However, they good. are attacked at the station by corrupt officers under the command of Fletcher, who received a bribe from Jason. Um, hang on, I got distracted by something and lost my place. The team escapes, but Barbara is arrested for shooting Fletcher to save Dick. When the Titans separated and forced into hiding, Crane and Jason take residence in Wayne Manor. Attempting to heal her sister's injuries from the attack, Corey has her powers absorbed by Blackfire like you do. Gar reunites with a newly arrived Rachel, who's like, hi, I'm in the show too. (laughs) Donna also arrives in Gotham after the Amazon test her leadership. And the writers say, we're sorry for taking your favorite characters out of the show. They're all back. We're sorry. Apologies. Uh, we will never kill another character and take them out, except for Hank. Hank will be dead forever. My favorite guy, too. Damn it. We're very tired of it. That's right. <laughs> We're tired of it. <laughs> uh, see, Robert Winfrey is hanging out with us on Twitch tonight, and he's got some quips, and we are putting these quips on the screen. So if you're hearing this after the fact and you're like, what were they giggling at and shortling and whatnot? It's our friends here in the chat uh, while we're live streaming, interacting with us. And you could be one of those people if you catch our next live stream. So That's anyway, right. um, so your thoughts on this episode, sir? Oh, I don't like the fact that Jonathan Crane shaved. All right. That's uh, my first note. <laughs> you, you, you liked I him don't like the, it. You liked him as more neck beardy. <laughs> little, yes. little leave, him, leave him a little disheveled. You know, okay. uh, I didn't like that. But, you know, it, it's whatever. Um, the finger poke of doom. So Connor Kent is. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. <laughs> yeah. He funny, suddenly remembers he's the strongest person on the planet. And he's like, doink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, so, I mean, 
look, they went to go and turn themselves in. And yes, it turned out very, very badly yeah. for the team. Um, you know, I, I like the I I think one of the big takeaways from this was where Barbara had to shoot one of her own pe- police officers, corrupt police officer, nonetheless. Right. Um, and then gets her badge taken temporarily because we have to produce, we have to manufacture that drama. Right. Yeah. So she gets, you know, she gets tossed me, in the. Let me clue Hollywood in. Cops can shoot people. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a rogue cop instructing other rogue cops to to, to shoot unarmed people, right? Even superhero people. You can shoot him back. It's fine. This is not a George Floyd situation. We promise. Uh, but again, politics, politics, politics. Right. You throw her in the throw her in the pokey. She's she's got to go. Yep. Um. So yeah, yeah. I I, I mean, it, that's about really all I took away from this. I didn't like uh, Jonathan Crane shaving his face. The Scarecrow is now a clean shaven, good looking dude. And uh, yeah, those are two two big things I took away from this. Finger mm-hmm. poke of doom. Don't shave your face. Okay. I'm sure that's exactly what the writers wanted you to take away from this. <laughs> Here's a little hard. Uh, the name of this episode is called The Call is Coming from Inside the House. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, this actually debuted October 7th. So uh, in the month of Halloween, we're all things scream and are horrifying pumpkins and trick-or-treating. Yes. Anyway, um, did a stream of consciousness there. Yes, I saw that. Dick accepts a challenge to face Jason in public because, of course, he does. Oh, by the way, if I had a nickel for every time somebody in a drama like this said, no, I'm going alone into a trap, you know, it's a trap, right? Yes. And I'm going to walk right into it because that's what heroes do. No, that's what dumbasses do. But, you know, don't take don't take the guy that can (laughs) knock people out with a finger. Right. Don't take him. (laughs) As a matter of fact, make sure to grab some kryptonite powder and knock him out and make sure you hit the dog, too. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, like Jason's making me go into a trap. Okay, but if you bring Connor with you, he can grab Jason before Jason does anything because he has super speed. What the f? (laughs) Why are we making this difficult? But it's it's manufactured drama, which should be the name of this show: Titans Manufactured Drama. Because you know Dick is struggling with his identity, and he, you know, Batman always did it alone, so he has to do it alone. Batman walked into traps, so he has to walk into traps. Except Dick's bad at it, and get you know. (laughs) <laughs> and never, this never works out the way Dick wants it to. Yeah, we we lobbed that criticism at Dick last season. Seriously, mm-hmm. when I listen to the episode, we are throwing that out. I'm like, why are you doing this? So he did it last season as well. Right, and so, learned nothing. Yeah, you know, <laughs> what, what I think maybe, maybe what they're trying to do here with this final straw uh, of mm-hmm. him getting shot and by as he's going and taking... You ain't even got to that part yet, but he, he is, he is, it's going to take him dying to understand that, oh, you know, maybe I should rely on my teammates to help me Mm -hmm. out every once in a while, but go ahead and continue. All right. So, uh, the confrontation sees Dick emerge victorious, but a crowd of bystanders attack him. Jason retreats to Wayne Manor. Hang on. I got to talk about that sentence. Because this doesn't do it justice. The confrontation sees Dick emerge victorious, but a crowd of bystanders attack him. So to the crowd who already don't trust the Titans, they think Dick just beat the shit out of this small child (laughs) who's wearing body armor and a helmet. (laughs) And and he does, man. Like he like he body slams him and he and poor Jason's out of breath, you know, like he's really messed up. 
and they're like, stop beating on that poor child, you know, and and Dick's like, okay. So yeah, so he goes to get, so one of the guys pulls a gun on him, and Dick's like, "Hey now, let's all be cool, man." <laughs> and he walks over there, and the guy's like, "Okay, well, I, you know, I don't want no, I don't want no problems. I just don't don't beat up the baby anymore." And then Dick's like, "Right." And then instead of disarming him, them taking the gun away, Dick's like, "I trust you, stranger, who had a gun on me not not but three seconds ago. I'm going to turn around and walk away." And by the way, now Jason's like, "Come on, motherfucker!" <laughs> He's like the Black Knight from Monty Python. He's like, oh, "I'm not dead yet. So I want to go for a walk." You know, well, very different character, but it's just like you know, it's like I've you know chopped your leg off. Oh, it's about a scratch. Yeah, but it is about a scratch. You know, he's doing that bit, and so Jason's like, so Dick's like, "All right, let me go deal with this idiot now." And as he's walking away from the armed person who has a gun pointed at him. You don't think about it. He's just like, now, Jason, I've already beaten you once. Let's not get the boom shot in the neck. Like he's like like the guy shoots him in the back once or twice, and the bullets bounce off because he's wearing magic body armor. But then he gets him in the neck finally, and down goes Dick, and they can't get to him in time, and he dies. Mm-hmm. Right, right. He's he's a. Uh, I mean, now You're mind that you, stupid to not disarm the guy that had the gun on you. Why are you a superhero? I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I understand exactly what you're saying. Uh, yeah, tis but a flesh wound right there. He he is laying on the ground bleeding, and as Jason walks away, if I remember right, I mean, I think Jason kind of feels a little bit of remorse for what's happening, but Dick then, as he's laying on the ground, the crowd surrounds him and just starts kicking the living right. crap out of him. Um, so it's not like it's, I mean, it's like insult to injury. He is getting beat up by the people. I believe they actually started yelling out, Thanks, Obama. No, oh, <laughs> <It's> crazy. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. They were saying Red Hood. It sounded the same. Oh, Red Hood, Red Hood. Yeah. And they, uh, they, they, yeah, they killed one of the Titans, the, the one, uh, yep. that, uh, their leader, Nightwing, is dead because he poisoned the water supply, don't you know? <sighs> right. Yeah. Connor Kent could have been at least you didn't even have to involve him. Just hey, stay up here and watch on the rooftop. Okay? I was gonna say, like, like don't get involved between me and Jason, but hey, if a crowd of if, hey, if a mob shows up yeah. after they've after they've killed Michael Myers, if they come, if they if they go looking for more blood and vengeance, if they show up here, maybe protect me from the angry mob. Please. Raw, raw, or an angry mob. Please. Danger, danger. Oh man, uh, you deserve it. <laughs> Um, anyway, moving on. So uh, Jason retreats to Wayne Manor where he discovers Crane has turned violent from a psychotic break. Instigated by information that Gar uncovered, Rachel finds the Lazarus pit before her powers alert her of Dick being in danger. Danger, danger. A reunited Donna and Tim learn that Crane is plotting to have corrupt officers assault Tim City Block because cops are bad. Um, prompting Donna to lead the residents in fighting back. After being shot, Corey experiences a vision that reveals her parents had Blackfire's powers transferred into her. Corey emerges from the vision with a new ability to generate blue light because, God forbid, she not have superpowers. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, anyway. I've, I, that was really all I had to say about this episode. What did you think? Uh, I mean, there wasn't... I think our biggest takeaway from here, this episode specifically, is that Dick is an idiot. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's about. I mean, that's that's really all we can it, say. There's a lot get, of. It's hard to get invested in the show when the characters are this stupid. Right, <laughs> right, right. And there was a lot of anger at the fact that he kryptonited uh, crypto. Yeah, I mean, it, it, oh, like, look, you okay. can, you want to beat a child in the street? People will applaud you. People are like, "Yes, kick more children." Touch yes. a dog. Don't you do it. The, you other than President Trump, you're the most hated person on the planet. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, he is his own worst enemy. I mean, that is really what this boils down to. Dick cannot get out of the way of himself sometimes. No. Nope. He got shot in the neck for it. He, he didn't protect his neck, Jesse. <laughs> he didn't pr protect your neck. Hey, Jesse, who's, who am I referencing when I say protect your neck? Uh, could that possibly be the Wu-Tang Clan? Robert Winfrey. Yes, it <laughs> is the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> And do you know where you can listen to the Wu-Tang Clan and their song, Protect Your Neck? No, oh, uh, I, I have a guess, but I would love for you to tell me just to make sure I'm right. Amazon Music, don't you know? Really? Okay. Yes. All right. And if you would like to be like us and listen to all of Wu-Tang Clan's classic albums, you can find them on Amazon Music and you can actually stream them for free if you take advantage of the offer that we're providing you in the description of this podcast. The link is getamazonmusic.com slash W2M Network. Again, it's getamazonmusic.com slash W2M Network for a free 30-day trial of the Amazon Music Unlimited um, service. Winfrey has left the chat to immediately go find some Wu-Tang albums. Because he understands that Wu-Tang is for the children. For the children. That's right. <laughs> and if you would like some Wu-Tang for your children, get amazonmusic.com W2M Network. Moving on. Bonus. Bonus. Yes. Uh, prodigal, a dying dick is brought to the Lazarus pit by Gar after he takes the form of a bat. Wait, 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 wait. He got baptized in the Lazarus pit. Continue. No, no, hang on. Do that line again. He got baptized in the Lazarus pit. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> Aren't we glad I got a soundboard back? Right. Um, oh, I'm so glad. Dick emerges from the pit fully healed, inspired by visions of his father and future daughter, learning that Crane... I guess the inference there is that him and Starfire are going to hook up, yeah? Yeah, yeah, that's the way a lot of people took that, is that yeah. they will be... They will end up together. Learning that Crane plans on killing the city's entire population, Jason teams up with Dick, but they are unable to prevent Crane from obtaining explosives containing his toxin. Donna leads Tim and his family out of Gotham, despite Tim's insistence on helping protect the city uh, and his neck. After escaping her holding cell, Barbara attempts to reactivate Oracle. Blackfire arrives at Kine's facility with Connor, where she discovers her ship is being held. When Corey informs her of their parents' actions, Blackfire decides to return to Tamarin, but Connor's romantic feelings for her cause him to destroy the ship. What? <sighs> There, like the reaction to that, though, I thought was hilarious. You know, she's just like, it's she, she totally had like the enabling girlfriend thing going on, where she's like, like, no, 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 I forgive him from blowing up my ship and nearly killing us all and preventing me from going home to reclaim my birthright. He's in love. Yeah. We fight for love, Jesse. We right. fight for love. Sure. We fight for, we fight for love. Don't you understand? <laughs> I, uh, so the whole. Connor blowing up the ship thing. Yeah. Um, it, the only rational explanation that I've seen is that that is supposedly the half 
of his DNA, the Lex Luthor side mm. of him, uh, supposedly coming out like he was know. acting on his selfish needs. I know. I mean, Blackfire is a she's a hot commodity. I, I definitely I say, like. Why can't he just want you know want to keep you know why why can't he just blow pipe? up a ship? Why yeah, not why, just why why can't he just blow up a spaceship and possibly? You're destroy trying to tell that. me that men don't do crazy things for women that they're banging. That's a lie. Yeah. I see it all the time. People do, you know. Was well, this so, the episode where where Connor and her, or maybe it was previous, but mm-hmm. he was like, "Fuck the Titans." Yeah. Um, and <laughs> so I, I don't know how many groups slash people are getting fucked in this series, but <laughs> like a few <laughs> times we got fucked the Batman, fuck the Titans. Um, but anyway, yeah, there wasn't like the big headline of season one where it was oh, like, yeah. in the trailer where it's just like, fuck Batman. Yeah, you know, like, wait, what? <laughs> Fuck Batman. <laughs> you heard it first. Um, I don't know why yeah. doing the MTV theme, but anyway, um, yeah, I, I, it was one of those things where there's so many other dumb things in this show. Him, him blowing up the ship because he doesn't want his girlfriend to leave him, and he can't follow her because he can't breathe on Tamarin is now is now the least stupidest thing I've seen in this show. Uh, we got a request here from the Peanut Gallery. He wants me now to sing, sing that to the tune of the Batman thing. Na 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 na. Fuck Batman. Ah, beautiful. Anything for a gag. Anyway, if that's what you said. Anyway, um, the title of his sex tape. Uh, anything else about Prodigal? Uh, I thought the dream sequence was kind of strange. There have been quite a few dream sequences, or you know, whatever you want to call them inside, mm-hmm. uh, of Dick's head. It's just strange. Like, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to work past that. Um, <laughs> that he becomes the Joker in there, which I guess yeah. I, what they're trying to do is just kind of show you what his internal feelings well, are. His internal... just like you're, you know, you're, you're as threatened by Jason as Jason is threatened by you. And I'm like, I never got that sense. No, like, no way. Dick left Batman because he got tired of being a sidekick, went on to form his own life because he rejected the whole superhero thing and was sort of dragged back into it when Rachel came looking for help. Right. And at How no did, point... nothing to do with Jason. I was going to say, the relationship with uh, between Dick and Jason was more like, you know, Dick looking at him like, geez, kid, get your act straight. Right. And not at no point did I see him going, oh, man, I wish I could be like Jason. You know, I I, I want to be a son just like he is. I was going to say, he doesn't long for Batman's approval. No. Like, that's never been established. And that's the implication. And that, like, like, Jason supplanted him. And, like, he's never felt that way. He didn't want to come to Gotham. He didn't even want to be a superhero again. He got yeah. dragged into it against his will. And then he found, you know, you know, he when the Titans all kind of got together... He was like, well, I guess I've always been good at this, so I'll continue to do it. These people need some leadership. We are a found family. That was the whole point of season one and two. Was you know was was Dick be evolving into Nightwing out of his rejection of capes to start with, mm-hmm. which is fine. But then you can't then go ahead and say, oh, but he also feels threatened by Jason. Like, no, 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 he did not feel threatened by Jason. So him right. morphing into the Joker and beating him with the crowbar. Well, you know, as sort of a, you you know, you took my spot, so I'm taking it back kind of a thing. I'm like, that made no sense to me. Yeah, I, I didn't get it either. Uh, it was, yeah, that was my note. It was just like that whole sequence was kind of weird. Um, Your notes that you did with Grammarly? As a matter of fact, it's working right now. 
It's good. <laughs> Saying baptized is not a word. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Last episode here, and then we'll call it a night. Argus. Did you like Argus in the DC movies? Have you liked them in the Arrowverse? Well, here they are again. Argus. We can't, we can't get away from this either. Argus, agents led by V. Which, by the way, when they did her reveal, did you not think that was going to be uh, what's her face? Um, God, what's her name in the the, the, the one? The, the, the Suicide that, Squad? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. My goodness, I can't remember her name off the top of my head. but I totally um, thought that was going to be her. Yeah, uh, which, by the way, I've seen that actress uh, in she was in the um, oh, never mind. You do me a favor. Is she on. You got her. You got her. Uh, IMDb I'm pulled up. I'm looking for her. I'm looking She's for in her. The, I'm looking for her in the in the uh, character list here on the wiki. Uh, anyway, she, oh, man, I wish I could remember the name because we watched the whole thing it was where the people get the hotel on Netflix. Um it's got, uh, uh, oh man, this is perfect, perfect right. podcast. Her name right is here. Karen Robinson. Let's start there. Thank you. Give me, give me. She's in the Netflix series about the hotel. Okay, so let me help you. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Please. I, I am. <laughs> I, I want you to look it up, not me. All right. So her film appearances are against the ropes. Love. Sex and Eating the Bones, name of your title of your sex tape. <laughs> who, not, in that, not in that order, please. <laughs> who killed Atlantis children? Owning Mahoney, Short Him, Silent War, Lars and the Real Girl, and Final Jeopardy. Um, she's also been on the line, King, Shoot the Messenger. Shit's Creek. Yeah, Shit's Creek. I was getting there. There, there. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. The Gospel According to the Blues, A Million Little Things, Pretty Hard Cases, and Tiny Pretty Things. Anyway. Is that, is that, is that one movie or two? That was, that was two. <laughs> but I'm sensing a theme. Uh, well, hey, I, I just want to point out that uh, it was different to see her in this role compared to what I was used to seeing her in Schitt's Creek. Amanda Waller, thank you very much, Winfrey. Um yeah, I, I, it would have been, it wouldn't have surprised me if they would have said that uh, in this in this series had Amanda Waller show up. But yeah, uh, but anyway, yeah, for, for every time they've used Amanda Waller in one of these things. Anyway, but <laughs> the Amanda Waller stand-in called V, um, mm -hmm. and she rescues Barbara. Joined by Tim, the Titans reunite. Dun, dun, dun. After detonating one explosive, Crane threatens to set off the other bombs if the heroes are unable to solve its clues. Dick instead directly attacks Wayne Matter because screw being a detective. With guard Jason and Tim, who helped deactivate the explosives and ca capture Crane. The remaining Titans turned the Lazarus Pit into rainfall. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait, wait, wait just a second. <laughs> this was the craziest. I mean, it, I thought it was neat. I thought mm. it was a neat way to kind of re resolve things. Like, hey, everybody's dead. All right. How about we just bring him back to life? Okay, right. how are we going to do that? Well, Which, let's make again, it the Lazarus Pit. The Lazarus Pit, every time it's been used, whether it was used in, in the Arrowverse or anything else, it's always had the effect of turning somebody crazy. But I like, I guess they diluted it. or they, There was some cockamamie explanation for why this was going to work, and it wasn't going to turn dead people into dead crazy people. I want to also point out, you know, since Winfrey's listening, if, if you force air fast enough does it get colder because i now have problems with 
Superboy. No, you stop looking at your hands. You listen to me right now, Mark Rattling. <laughs> you listen. If you blow fast enough, does it get colder? Because super freezy breath is not a thing. Just saying. Uh, thank you. Yeah, because there's more friction, I imagine. You, I'm just making that up. You might want to read out loud what he said. Oh, <laughs> not Winfrey chimes in and says, no, it would get hotter. That's what I, uh, so, so yeah. Despite physics, here's what they do. Raven uses her magic to, okay. suck, to suck the Lazarus pit into herself. And then she ejects it into a ball created by Blackfire and Starfire of heat and electricity and then they launch it into the atmosphere and then Superboy blows cold air into the, into it which then makes it rain Lazarus pit water. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, and yes, moving air does create friction. So anyway, that's well, the you know what you, you, can't, you can't forget about the lightning that's happening either. Oh my goodness. Well, how are we <laughs> going to worry about the lightning? Oh, well we've got to throw a golden lasso up there to ground it. <laughs> right and that was the other thing is they, they couldn't figure out despite the cold air and the giant ball of lazarus pit floating in the atmosphere they couldn't figure out how to make it rain but gotham won't be here anymore it's gonna right. be burnt but there's down lightning, lightning but there's lightning happening and so they wanted they need a conduit for the lightning is what they fits what they figured out this so, is the, uh, so which is hilarious because it's like they, they almost trying to make up for season two where donna troy got electrocuted being despite being immortal <laughs> I forgot all vulnerable. about that. Yeah, they're like, okay, well, how about you just get struck by lightning? Right. All right. And then, well, I don't know how you forgot this. They said it in the show. So they're like, no, right. you'll get killed. Right. They're like, ah, I've already been electrocuted once. Man. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so she throws her magic extending lasso into the atmosphere. It then conducts <laughs> lightning. <laughs> like, dude, I don't know how long this lasso is. But it, I mean, apparently it, like, it stretches. <laughs> It's a mile long lasso going straight up into the. It atmosphere. has the same properties as a magic bag of holding. It is as long as the plot needs it to be. There it um, goes. Yeah, it's like a cartoon tongue. So, <laughs> so she throws the stupid lasso into the atmosphere. It conducts the lightning. The lightning produces the rain. The rain falls over the citizens of Gotham, and they all wake up wet but okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ray everything's shows, just fine. And then Ray shows up with force healing. And then the dam breaks. <laughs> and then right. the cavalry arrived, but they were too late. Right. Anyway. So look, so that's the end of season three. Um, hey, it, it, they it's, they go on a road trip, man. They're going on yeah, a road oh, trip. Oh yeah, that's right. They all um they all go back to. Does Blackfire go back to Tamarin? Uh, she, yeah, there's, there's, I know she stays in Gotham at, at the very least. I, I, they, so they I think that's to, her plan. I was like, they allude to the fact they can rebuild her spaceship, right? Like they're going to 3d print a spaceship and she'll be fine. <laughs> um, so she's staying in Gotham to work on that. Uh, I can 3d print the little pieces. Tim ends up going with them and everyone's going back to San Francisco. And this has been renewed for a fourth season, from what I understand. So we'll be back here again, despite oh, this nonsense. It's going to be, they will go state to state. There'll be 13 episodes of them fighting crime in, in different states. I hope. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they take the RV back. They leave Gotham and they take the RV back to San Francisco, thank God. Uh, I don't know of any like good, other other than the, the Judas contract, which they've kind of already done. I don't know of any other like seminal 
Teen Titans stories they can draw from, or you know, or God only knows. Maybe maybe the next season it'll be Teen Titans versus the Justice League because people seem to like that. Oh wow, look out! <laughs> um, maybe have you know they haven't used Kid Flash yet. They they killed Aquaman last season. Aqualad, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I don't know where they can go from here. Titans is kind of a blank, uh, blank spot for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nice. The writers of this show couldn't even name thirteen states without Google. <laughs> correct, sir. That is correct, Winfrey. Um, the yeah, it's it's the stories have been kind of a blank spot where I, you know, other than what we've covered on the show, other than yeah. what we've covered on source material, I haven't really got into what we've covered on the show. Though they've done. You know, they yeah. did the whole thing with Trigon. They've done they they've done Deathstroke and kind of the Judas contract. Now they've done all this Batman stuff. You know, I I don't know what else is out there. Um I would say something I, I have to imagine something with um with Kid Flash. Um, okay. maybe maybe yeah. I was gonna say I don't know, maybe if they'll if they'll try to adapt the thing where Speedy was on heroin for a while. That would be a that, that'd be fun, I think. Drugs is bad, Mark. We already did that. Drugs is bit, well. I mean, there's all kinds of drugs out there. You can't just have one drug story. <laughs> Whatever it is, my my, my assessment of this season is, I it, I wish it had been ten episodes and not thirteen. It was way too long. Um, I think for this level of television writing, you know, look, it's not great. The show, like I said, ranks about a five or a six for me. Um, and I I don't know. I don't know if I'd keep watching it if we weren't talking about it. I, I understand. You know, I th I think I tolerate it because it gets you know it gets me and you to hang out and talk and make fun and, and all of that. Uh, as far as like my actual like, am I drawn into the show? Is it amused me? Yeah, it's it's one of those where it's like it's very passively entertaining to me. Like yeah. I'll have it on and I'll kind of look up and down with my phone. It's not it's not the kind of show that has a hundred percent captured my attention and I feel like I need to pay close attention to what's happening. It is the typical Greg Berlanti soapy evening melodrama and that doesn't require a lot of attention i'll give I you agree. a final word here yeah i i'm in the same boat this is i don't recall like watching the episodes i started watching with with my wife about halfway through i, I pulled her in and said you want to watch this with me because i've got to watch it and i i mean <laughs> good job it, she well she she was enjoying it too. And I had to, mm -hmm. I had to get it in when our TV watching kind of overlapped. Um, and so she, she enjoyed what we, we was watching, but again, it's not where I was like, I've got to see what happens next episode. What are they going to do next episode? That wasn't something that really had me hooked. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I, I don't honestly know what they're going to do for season four. Uh, I have, no inclination as to what they could do to set this apart. The only thing I can think of is they're going to be uh, getting a little bit more fantastical instead of as grounded as they are. But that mm -hmm. just doesn't seem like the Titans that we know um, because this, this show is very gritty, very ground level, very street level. Um, you're as crazy as some of these villains are. I mean, really the problems that we're running into are real world problems, drugs, um, you know, somebody betraying you. Uh, I could see that, you know, what, what you think would be cool is them going out in the space, maybe going to Tamaran or doing something crazy like that, but that's not going to happen. I mean, that's, they just don't probably have the budget for doing anything like that. And most likely there's not much you could do in space. 
But uh, all right. So that's our review of Titan season three. Um, in short order, Jesse will be back next week. Uh, we'll be doing Wu Tang American Saga season two. Um, I think that's all you're on for that. You will be doing you and Robert Winfrey and Alexis Hanna will be doing what if on Friday night after he's done with SmackDown. That's right. Um, and then I know there's one more thing that we're doing. Another, I feel like there was another TV show. Maybe not. Um, uh, are you talking about? Hold on a second. It was what if? It was. Uh, yeah, you don't see anything on the calendar. Yeah. Um, well, somewhere in here has got to be Doom Patrol. Um, I was going to yeah. say, yeah, that's the other one. Doom Patrol, Doom, Doom Patrol December eighth. So, so yeah, Wu Tang and American uh, Saga season two, uh, Doom Patrol, What If, um, and then you know the usual. Eventually, we'll get back to doing Metal Hammer of Doom again. So, um, in the meantime, tomorrow we're reviewing the Eternals, and then I can stop talking about this fucking movie because I've talked about it way too much. Hey, um, is, is Lock and Key on the schedule? It is. Uh, it's a week okay. from tomorrow. That's the one I'm thinking of. Okay. Are you on that? Uh, I've got it. I've got it listed here. I'm watching it, so maybe I will be. Oh. Maybe I won't. I don't know. I'm going to put your name down. Oh nice. no! Don't piss me yet. No. No, you're now you're committed. He's typing it in as we go. Oh no. Um, <laughs> teach you to talk to me while we're podcasting. Anyway, I'm not watching uh, it. I, Netflix has been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Along with Dave Chappelle. Anyway, um, our Veterans Day show this year is Band of Brothers. It's going to be me and Andrew Graham. Um, Thursday, I am what I am reviewing Heels with uh, Ronnie Adams. I'm also reviewing Chippendale Park Life with Alexis Haina. And then on Friday, in addition to the What If show uh, that's happening late, uh, I will be re-airing Sort the Mail, Jesse Stalker. Oh, oh, that's exciting. Sort the Mail. Um, it'll be hard. Like, why why <laughs> is he having a bad, a very bad bout? <laughs> of Tourette's. autism right now yeah Tourette's <laughs> and all that we reviewed the rocky four soundtrack a few years ago along with doing the rocky four movie as an on trial and um as of november 12th the rocky four director's cut will be released uh on pvod they'll also there's also the, the night before i'm actually taking my kids to it a fathom event with a q a for the rocky four director's cut so uh we're gonna re-air our rocky four shows from a few years ago on w2m and then this saturday um, is uh, Dave Wright's final Star Trek retrospective that he did. Uh, it's me, him, and Robert arguing about the Beastie Boys. And then we might have also mentioned the Kelvin Timeline movies. You can check out our reviews of Last Night in Soho. Jesse talked Neil Gaiman's Eternals with Robert Cooper. Robert and I um, reviewed Paranormal Activity and, and then and Sean Comer re, revisited the first four Paranormal Activities and then got us momentarily thrown <laughs> off of YouTube. So my, Weren't expecting that, were you? The bots are fun. Um, <laughs> myself and Pat Mullen reviewed Dark Side of the Ring Season 3B. We reviewed Ministry Moral Hygiene. Um, we re-released a whole bunch of Canelo fights uh, leading up to our live stream of Canelo versus Plant, which for those of you who turned into that, thank you. We want to do more of those in the future, so we appreciate you turning in for it. Uh, Robert Winfrey and I, who's been hanging out with us all night, we celebrated the cinema. Don't you understand? The cinema, Jesse Sancho. I hear tear, tears were shed, correct? We put on fancy dress. 
We okay. we supped from the nectar of the gods. No, all and, right. or I did at least. Um, and I yeah, I had my kids bring me booze. It was great. Um, <laughs> and then I wondered how we got why we got demonetized. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, and we no, in all seriousness, we uh we talked. We did a triple feature for the Oscar winning movies, um, best picture award winner, Nomadland. Uh, we talked about Mank that was on Netflix, and then we ended with the father. Which um, Anthony Hopkins won best um, best male lead, which then caused Twitter to have a meltdown because it wasn't the, the deceased Chadwick Boseman. So we talked about the state of of movies right now, and then we went and we dovetailed into a discussion of those three movies. That was fun. And then finally, like I said, we uh, we had re airs of our Pride and Prejudice and Zombies review and our Chronicles of Riddick trilogy, and then we did the Triple G versus uh, sorry Canelo versus Caleb Plant. Um, live stream for uh, all the super middleweight titles all the marbles jesse all the marbles. all of them all of them. all the marbles um stay tuned for uh, our november 19th uh boxing coverage jesse uh robert winfrey will be covering his favorite fighter in the history of boxing demetrius boo andre versus jason quigley that's a lie right uh, none of that's true um and, and i do that just to tweak his nipples <laughs> Speaking of tweaking nipples, what are you doing these days? Ah, uh, tweaking nipples, as a matter of fact. How did you know, Mark Radlich? <laughs> I can't believe it. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned this or not, but I can tell you, next Monday, it's uh, Ghostbusters Displaced Aggression showing up on source material. Listen, Ghostbusters, time travel, uh, relatives of uh, uh, yeah, some of the bad guys from uh, the first Ghostbusters. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy stuff. You, the Ghostbusters are displaced across time, and we got to get them back. Uh, Ronnie Adams and I sat down and talked about that comic book. So if you want to check that out, watch for that to drop there next Monday. I know that actually this week we are getting in the can. Al Sedano and myself are going to sit down, and we're going to be talking about a comic book that I cannot remember off the top Stars of my head. <laughs> Stars and Stripe <laughs> Volume 2. I knew it was there somewhere in the schedule. Stars and Stripe Volume 2. And I've I've got the notes. I'm ready to rock and roll on it. Listen, Jeff Johns is this, I think, is his first project, if I remember correctly, as he shows mm -hmm. up in DC in the early uh, late 99, early 2000s. And uh, I haven't watched the series yet, but from what I understand, it uh, draws heavily upon that. So yeah. check that out. Al Sedano and myself are going to knock that out. And it'll be showing up here at some point. I think it was in December, if I remember correctly. I could be right. wrong. Maybe it's in November. Oh, you're right. But all right. So other than that, I think that's about it. Obviously, uh, I, I look forward to talking about what if. So I know you've already plugged that already. But uh, one of my favorite comics, uh, as I've said many a time on my own show. So talking about the uh, TV uh, series, what if for Disney Plus is going to be fun. So look all forward right. to that. All right, folks, um, if you catch if you were able to catch a part of the live stream or you're hearing this back on uh, regular audio, you're watching it on YouTube at a later date. We thank you for doing that. Please remember to like uh, and subscribe anywhere where you enjoy listening to these sort of things. We really appreciate it. Click those links, support the podcast. And for Jesse Starcher, for Robert Winfrey in the Peanut Gallery, I'm Mark Rattledge. Be well, be safe and behave.